You don't know the smell of my farts? <laughs> Correct. I've made a man throw up before. You made me throw up. <laughs> did I make you throw up? You did. That one day I was really sick and you farted in my room and you hotboxed me in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good lord. I'm glad I clicked record. <laughs> See, if we're not farting, we're talking about farts, and we're talking about making people throw up. This pleases oh. me greatly. I just found a pretzel. I don't know how long this has been here. It's gluten-free, so it was stale already. Ew. Ew. Wait, wait, wait. We'll see, we'll see how good the crunch picks up on the microphone. That's just... Oh, oh still sounds like no. you're right behind me. This is no good. This is no good. <laughs> hey, girls, you want a pretzel? Oh, dang. Don't. Careful, they're ruffled. <laughs> she is pissed off. She's like, fuck you. I don't, oh, I don't leave see. it there. Oh, dude. Maybe one of the dogs already tried to eat it. And you just took a bite out of it. <laughs> That wouldn't be the first time I've eaten something that's been in a dog's mouth. Ah, Peter, you want this pretzel? Butter. Butter. Do they climb the cat tower too? No. <laughs> They're too old and stupid to figure that out. Oh. I was asking the important questions. <laughs> I'm asking. Butter. Hey, Peter, you want this pretzel? Here. Uh, there you the go. Plus, on the plus side, that's the one that was in my mouth, Butter, so you get the best. All right. <laughs> On the plus side, we are actually Ziggy free because he's asleep in the bedroom. Oh, sleepy, sleepy. <clears throat> I think you gotta either move a little closer, Shane, or turn your volume up. You're you're lower than everyone else. Is that better? No, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is everybody ready? Does everyone have their tea and their slash and everything else they need to take care of? Sure. So what have we gone over what Slash is? Because I need to know. Oh, I think you missed that episode, Val. Oh, Shane, do you want to explain to Val yeah, what taking a slash is? Uh, taking a slash is me going for a piss. Oh. I thought it was going to be something fun like taking a dookie. Whatever. It's fine. What He's doing that, too. He just hasn't told us. <laughs> he said, "What? He said, what's a dookie, Val? This it's is poop. important. It's pooping. This is oh, America. Oh, I call that squeezing one out or laying a cable. <laughs> There's a lot of names for that. Yeah. <laughs> None of them beautiful. <laughs> All right. Are we already? All right. <laughs> Are any of them beautiful? Let's face it. Maybe. When you're squeezing one out with the faces you pull. Comment is a beautiful word like cellar door. <laughs> cellar door? <laughs> I thought it was known as the tradesman instrument. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Suffering. I didn't get to nap. Now I went insane from watching that terrible movie. I wish I watched that movie. Why didn't you? You, you could have. If I had, t listen, if I had power, I would have. <laughs> but I did not have electricity, so I didn't. Um, I'm going to make Christian Slater jokes this whole podcast. I did watch a Christian Slater movie this week, though, so that might Which be one? on board with There's that. Uh, True Romance. Yes. Ooh. Good film. <sighs> yes. Was it true right, romantic? 
It was. It was. As uh, Elise and I were laying in our powerless house watching the last of her laptop, and it didn't make it all the way through. It died before the movie ended. Because <laughs> oh. she has the only laptop in the house that has a uh, a DVD player, and I'm like, oh, we could watch a movie. Not a whole movie, obviously. Did you get to the uh, the one scene? What is it? With uh, Christopher Walken and... Uh... Oh, the best scene. Yeah. Yeah, yes, we made it through that one. Okay, good. Thankfully. Alright, so let's get this episode started. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Hello, everyone. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode 51, the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts, as always, Michael Whittemore and Shane Smith. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm all right. Swell. Swell. Excellent. And joining us once again as one of our favorite guests, our resident video game expert, Ms. Valerie Burns. Valerie, how are you? I'm fantastic. Excellent. Everyone's got their tea and their farts and their slashes. It's all done. I'm brewing farts, just for the record. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> I might save so a on really, the pod- might save a What's really that, special, I might save a really special one for the end of the podcast. You're just gonna build it up. Mm. <laughs> I did the other week. That was awesome. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, I timed that perfectly. <laughs> You absolutely ruined me on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just the look on your face. It was just perfect. Like when, when you can like completely break the concentration of someone on the other side of the world. I mean, that's an impressive <laughs> fart. I mean, all I did was, and that was it. <laughs> Ryan just lost his shit. Quite literally. Oh, I lost funny. it. <laughs> it was the timing. It was like mm. perfect comedic timing. It was great. All right. So, um, on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, and other various nonsense, including, but not limited to, music, games, comics, books, pretty much anything else that might happen to come up. And talking about Um, Mike shit as well. Yes, of course. Um, You can catch us on Gmail at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group, the All You Need Is Blood Facebook group. Um, We're on Instagram, allyouneedisbloodpod. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, a few other places, but not yet. Uh, what did I say? Spotify. I was going to do Spotify. Not yet Spotify. <clears throat> Just type in all you need is blood. Uh, find the podcast and subscribe. And uh, that's pretty much all you have to do. So, yeah, um, this is again bringing back some of our favorite guests for our 50th celebration continued. Right, Mike? Right. Uh, so we're on 51 now, and we figured we'd dip our toes into the horror movie biz- horror horror game business. I forgot what we're talking about. Um, but before we get to that, uh, let's let's uh, go over what everyone's been uh, getting into or doing recently. <clears throat> nice one, Shane. What have you been doing besides hiding burps under your breath? Um, watching movies. Um, uh, not doing a great deal else, actually. Um. I tried to get some movie 
um, game movie things watched, but um, that ended um, unspectacularly, as in I didn't get anything watched. Um, Shane, does this have anything to do with your aversion to watching terrible movies? Yes. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Yeah, I I just refused point blank to watch anything with... uh, UV ball or whatever his fucking name is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was I I watched um, that screener we were sent actually. <laughs> um, Excellent. Yeah, I uh, only finished watching that about half an hour ago. So, so it's uh, fresh in your mind. Then you're ready yeah, to run it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so. That was that was an interesting watch. Uh, yeah. Well, well, we'll go over that in a little bit. Yeah. So um, that's about it, really. Um, listening to lots of music. One of my local record stores is closing down, so I. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I went in there and basically took advantage of their fifty percent off everything deal. Um, so I went a bit crazy and spent sixty quid on um, lots of CDs. Including a couple of classic uh, movie soundtracks, Clerks. I got that, um, which I was quite impressed with. And um, another copy of Natural Born Killers, because um, all the copies that I've had have either died a death, because I've played them too much, or they've been stolen from my collection. So I now had to buy another copy of that. Mm. Um and then lots of stuff, lots of like 1990s indie grunge kind of stuff as well. Um, didn't find any decent goth stuff, which I was a bit pissed off about. But um, I came out of the shop with about 60 quid's worth of CDs. So that was quite impressive, actually. Um, so what do you get, like Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl well, Jam? Well, I had all the Stone Temple Pilots stuff anyway. And I had a few the Pearl Jam stuff that I liked I already had. So it was mainly like British indie stuff, like Manson, Stone Roses, a um, couple of old metal albums, a couple of old Marilyn Manson albums that I needed to replace, a couple of Nine Inch Nails discs I needed to replace as well. So there was a few, but um, my uh, my shoulder bag that I have um, that was basically filled, <laughs> and um, I. Uh, Basically, had to um, carry it on my shoulder. It was getting quite heavy. So when we got to the bus stop, I was li- literally holding it on my shoulder. It was that fucking heavy. But um, yeah, I've been listening to that, listening to loads of music all this week. Um, I did watch. I rewatched um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Nice. Because I have the Blu-ray. Oh, the Arrow release. Yes. It's the one that um, Miguel sent me. He sent me that one, which is was rather decent of him. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else. Oh, uh, yeah. But listening to the new Alice Cooper album a lot as well, Paranormal, or the newest one that he released. And it's actually really good. I was really surprised. Cool. Yeah. So how about, how about you, Mike? Have you been getting into anything recently? Um... Let's see. For video games, I've been playing. Uh, I played this one indie game called Oxenfree that Vale recommended to me, and it's hmm. fantastic. 
Uh, great voice acting. It's kind of like a walking simulator, but the story's really good. And um, I recently completed all the achievements for Fallout 4. All the Ooh. DLC and everything. I like to do all the achievements because it makes me like get involved with the game more and otherwise do stuff that I wouldn't do normally. Um, Women around the world sploosh at the same time. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I said sploosh. Based on your Fallout achievements. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Other than that, when I, I started Bioshock. Because Val always gets mad at me that I've never played Bioshock. You've never played Bioshock? Oh, I guess oh now you too. Do you know what? Um, those are the I love those games. I really, even Shane is really love Bioshock. those games. <laughs> yeah, I have the. Uh, I bought the uh, Bioshock collection. I never. I never dabbled. Um, is that the um, the the one for like Xbox One? The um, whatever it's called, the the redefinite, re- yeah. refined one or whatever it is. Like HD collection or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it comes, it? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Something like that. But it comes with uh, Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to playing all those. Um, no, wait, DLC. Wait, does it come with the DLC too? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's that's neat. Well, I'll play that for sure. Cool. Um, otherwise, I started up uh, my SNES Classic. I started Super Mario RPG. For the hell of it. Um, I have never finished that game. That's one of those games I've started like six times, and I just <laughs> never made it all the way through. <laughs> um, other than that, I've been listening to a lot of music. Uh, this rock metal band called Mutoid Man, which is super fucking good. Like, all their music is like hard rock metal, but it's like every song sounds completely different. Um, according to my last FM, I've been listening to Blotted Science, Gourmet, Cradle of Filth, Municipal Waste, Cephala Carnage and Dark Angel the most. Fucking Cradle of Filth. <laughs> and um, for movies, I just recently did my favorite horror movies week for my 365 Days of Horror. Uh, I did Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Intruder, Dead Alive, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Witch, 28 Weeks Later, Zombie, Predator, and then the next one's The next one is House of the Dead, and that's definitely not on my favorites list. <laughs> <laughs> That's not on the top ten list. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I, just, I finished up school, which I'm thankful for because those sixteen weeks were terrible. And uh, yeah, I'll be getting a new job soon and not have even more time, but I'll have more money. So that's how it works. Yeah, that is how it works. Uh, the time thing is always the worst part. Yeah, but the money's nice. Yeah. So, um, just because you had mentioned the witch, Mike, um, I'm assuming you saw the news. I think it was either this week or last week with the um, the director of the witch, his next movie coming out. Yeah, it's gonna be. All I remember, it's gonna be in black and white. Oop. Yeah, it's it's got something to do with a lighthouse, and it's gonna star Willem Dafoe and be in black and white. And it's gonna have uh, Anna Taylor Joy. Oh, she's gonna be in it again. I think so. Well, fucking sign me up. Yeah, I'm all over that. I'm, I'm down for that definitely. <laughs> There was a lot of people commenting that they're like, oh, I hate when movies are black and white. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are you fucking kidding me? Like, I have no fucking taste. That's all I have to say on that matter. I love black and white movies. I do so. I, f- I feel like The Witch might not necessarily benefit, but I think it wouldn't hinder it if it was in black and white as well. I, I think it would make it a little more interesting if it was in black and white. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, do you guys ever, there you ever watch the... That... Um... Oh, go ahead. No, no, oh, well, uh, I was going to sort of jump topics but go ahead i was gonna say there's a lot of people that don't like reading subtitles and then don't like black and white movies or like older movies it's like why i don't get why you'd limit yourself so much 
Yeah, you're missing out on uh, hundreds of amazing movies. Decades of gloriousness. Uh, What I was going to say is, have you guys ever watched The Mist in black and white? I've never never seen The Mist. I've never even heard of it. The Mist? You guys, the the Stephen King, it was a a novelette, I think. Um, Okay, Butter, we got it. It was the Movella in the book Skeleton, the Skeleton Crew. Yes. And um, it was uh, there was this great Thomas Jane movie, amazing monster movie. I'm blanking on the director right now because it's off the top of my head and I can't fucking think because my brain isn't working. Um, but the movie is awesome and the director originally intended it to be released in black and white. And the studio was like, no fucking way. We're not letting you release a black and white movie. So when the Blu-ray came out, you know, it's, it's like uh, you, you have a choice between either the black and white or the original version. Oh, and you said Thomas and, Jane? I'm yes, Thomas Jane. <laughs> See, the reason yeah. I haven't seen it, it's because I know the ending. Oh. And that, yep. that deterred me completely. Great movie, though. You got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's I own the book. <laughs> one of my favorites. Because I have, I have every single Stephen King book. So I'm maybe I'll read it first. Yeah, and in fact, Stephen King had commented that the ending is better in the movie than in his. Really? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. He went on record and stated that. Hey, Val, you want to watch this Sunday, maybe? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. That's good. I think you guys will like it. Um, but anyway, so I, I sort of interrupted your segment there, Mike. Anything else going on? No, I'm pretty boring otherwise. <laughs> How about you, Val? Anything good? Um, Been prepping for a convention that's happening. Anim- or Anime Central in Rosemont, like, I don't know how, like, 40 minutes away from me, so it's probably, like, kind of close to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a big deal. It's, like, one of the bigger anime conventions. I'm going to cosplay. It's going to be a Ooh. big time. So who are you going as? Not that I'll know, but... Saria from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, I know who that is. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, who do you usually cosplay as, Val? Uh, Jill Valentine from the first Resident Evil, and Medley from uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Medley is that the the owl girl? The one with the yeah, with the duck bill. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of anime, um, I just started watching last week uh, One Punch Man. Have you anybody seen that? <laughs> I've tried to watch it with Val, but she never wants to watch it with me. Really? Yep. We watched the oh. episode. Don't even. <laughs> I listen. I don't watch a lot of anime. I watch like Dragon Ball Z. Like that's <laughs> the that and like you know Akira and all those like classic '90s anime things that were <coughs> popular popular in the U.S. in the '90s. I mean, um, but like I, for whatever reason, I was just like killing time one day and i saw one punch man and i'm like oh people have always said this is great i started watching it i was shitting my pants with laughter that show is hysterical it's just the biggest like fuck you to all superhero tropes and everything i love it i fucking absolutely love it great satire well but, uh val and i'll watch it eventually yeah we'll get to it <laughs> <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I just love the way they they paint the main character as just somebody who one doesn't give a fuck about anything that's happening. Like all the like background story stuff of like this guy's a cyborg and he's built from these parts that are made from this and this ma- makes it important because so and so is avenging so and so and he's like I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Vel, uh, uh, Vel's stuff. also doing uh, or trying to do the 52 weeks of gaming. Yeah, it's not working out very well. <laughs> what's that? What's that mean, Vel? I was going to try and beat a video game every week. Jesus Christ. For the first four weeks, I did really well. But then <laughs> my fourth game was Song of the Deep on uh, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And instead of enjoying the game like I'm supposed to, I was like, oh, like I've already overstepped my week. Now I'm on Monday and I haven't beaten it yet. And I just basically like rushed through it. And then I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to rush through games because I would have liked it otherwise. Man. So I uh, kind of put the kibosh on that. I've been kind of working towards beating games, but I'm only, I've only beat six so far. Like a lazy uh, US I am. Well, listen, I didn't beat six games this year, so you're well ahead of me. So. <laughs> so, you know what you should do? Just get a bunch of, like, you know, quick, like, fighting games under your belt. Like, you could beat, you know, 20, 20 minutes, you can knock through one of them and be like, all right, that's good, I'm done with that one. <laughs> I beat it. I beat the whole game with that one. Yeah, right. I'm done. <laughs> nah, but I'm Hey, not. you got, if you get an ending, if you get an ending, it counts, that's it. Yeah. yeah. But I recently played uh, The Impatient. That was the last one I beat. And it is the uh, prequel to Until Dawn. So it's like the oh. reason why everything happened towards the end of Until Dawn. Because it's uh, in Until Dawn, there's like a sanatorium in the game that you eventually have to go to. And you find out that there were miners there and they were conducting tests on these miners and like stuff like hit the wall, basically. Yeah. So the inpatient is like. 40 or something years earlier and you're in that sanatorium and you're there when everything starts going down and it was pretty cool but it's vr so it was my first vr game and it was uh oh my god a little nuts like i, I after a while i took the thing off and i was like oh <laughs> i don't feel that <coughs> was neat now is, it, is that on ps4 val yes oh okay I had to borrow a VR. I borrowed the game. I borrowed the VR. <laughs> <laughs> Way to support That's the a win-win right there. Your dog has a lot to say today. I know, guys. I'm real sorry. She did not get a walk today, and that's why she's fucking insane. Now she's peed. <laughs> yeah, she's she's not happy. She's missed. The other one's sleeping on the bed, so. But, uh. This is, this is how you know I've got one asshole dog and one dog that's like, eh, I'm fine. And the puppy is with Elisa at work right now still. So he is not bothering anyone until he comes home. Right. But yeah, that's cool. So myself, other than watching, um, what do you call it? Uh, One Punch Man. Um, pretty much the only other thing that I've managed to accomplish uh, was I watched Avengers Infinity War. About fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I believe I watched it before you, Shane, so let's not be yelling at people here for taking their time. Yeah, at least I watched it. And actually, saying that, I, I went for a double bill on the day because I watched Infinity War and A Quiet Place. Ooh, how's A Quiet Place? Fucking amazing. Um, Excellent. It is just... I, I walked out of that movie with my jaw on the floor. Um, it, yeah. lives, it lives up to the hype. Um, it is fucking awesome. Um, I was stunned. I haven't seen a movie like it. It was just brilliant. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a write up there, Sean. Yeah. 
And mm. apparently they were already talking of doing a sequel as well. So, because um, it, it's it's just the way it's left. It's, it leaves it open for a sequel, but it's just the whole build-up. It's so fucking tense. This whole film, throughout, from start to finish, it's really tense. It's a fucking nerve shredder. And, um, you know, because the, they call it A Quiet Place for a reason. It's because the whole film is pretty much, well, well I say the whole film, it's 80% silent, as in mm-hmm. no speech whatsoever. They use sign language and, like, the occasional whispers. And it's all about the sound effects. The sound design makes everything in the film work. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, be one of the many millions of people who are loving every second of it. Um, and I can't wait for the Blu-ray. Wow, awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to see that real bad. I just have not had any time to go watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, same. <clears throat> but. So, um, before we get to our main topic, let's uh, go into what Shane had mentioned earlier, the screener film uh, that was sent to us. Who's watching Oliver? Yes, and this was actually, I was contacted by Russell Jeffrey Banks, the star of the film, was like, hey, do you want to review my movie? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that sent us the screener. So Oliver is um, is sort of responsible for passing passing this on to us. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's a really good film. I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, it's Oliver. He's um, the character of Oliver. He's kind of like got severe mental issues. Um, he's um, He's on medication to stop him from having psychotic episodes. And basically, he has constant contact with his mother, who via some kind of online, you know, video messaging service sort of thing. It doesn't really state what it is, but she's controlling. She's an Irish alcoholic mother who basically demands that Oliver kills people in her presence. And it's all very unnerving because she has such a control over him and uh it's kind of twisted in a fucked up way and i kind of liked it you know it's yeah yeah, it's quite it's interesting because um oliver himself i mean the guy who played oliver he did a really fucking good job um and i i thought he did a really good job um and it was kind of funny because he he has this laugh that's half, I'm really secluded, you know, I'm very, very um, unsure of my life. Um, my mother has to control everything that I do. And also I'm slightly fucking psychotic at the same time sort of thing. So it's, uh, it's, um, it's pretty twisted. I mean, you know, it's obviously I don't want to give anything away, but it's yeah. like he falls in love. And then it goes a bit awry, should we say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it, actually. I did enjoy that film. Yeah, Mike, did you get a chance to watch this one? Uh, no, I didn't. I was uh, doing the one horror movie a day, so this week was the video game movies, and I didn't really yep. have time. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Shane, I'm with you on this one. I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah. And the the probably the biggest... Um, I, I would say compliment and comparison I can make to this is like this was almost like a male version of May. 
And yeah, fucking, I love that movie. And this sort of fits right along with that. Um, you know, it's it's different. Oliver isn't the same as May, obviously. No. He's got his own different mental problems, but he's just this sort of loner, outcast, doesn't really fit in yeah. with society. I mean, it's obviously it's filmed in Thailand as well, so yeah, obviously you're going to get all the tourism there. So obviously the way he's the way he picks his victims, I thought was quite interesting. It's mm-hmm. quite entertaining. That first one though was a bit rough. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like you don't really. So when you're when you're watching this movie, you don't really know um, how far they're gonna go, or like you know, sort of what what the movie's gonna entail when you first start it, because it's all it's very sort of simple and genuine when it first comes up. But that first kill, man, yeah. holy shit! You're like, whoa, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the mother, I was just like, oh, just like fuck off, you know. <laughs> like, oh my god, I yeah. hated the mother. Fucking hated her. But I guess that's how. Um, how it was portrayed in that sense is portrayed in quite a good way. You know, she's like the possessive mother. My son can only have one woman in his life and that's me, you know, and it's, uh, I thought, I think that's one twisted relationship, you know? And, uh, I think, um, did you, Oh, did you watch after the, um, not a spoiler at all, but did you watch after (laughs) the end credits? I did shave, yes. and I'm so I'm so glad. I was going to ask you that because yeah. I know you had watched it today. I didn't know if you made it that uh, you know all the way to the end. Yeah. Luckily for me, I sort of left it playing while I was like uh, I forgot what like the movie had ended, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me go into the kitchen and do something else, whatever I was doing, cleaning the dishes or something. And I heard something in the other room, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I walked back in the room. I'm like, oh my god, there's another scene, and I like yeah. rewinded it a little bit, so I made sure I watched the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it's got a little a little extra scene at the end that continues the story, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" It like it's the cherry on the cake for me because I love that they sort of they they hinted at it earlier in the film, but then you know that sort of um, I don't know that's that's like the it brings it all back around and sort of completes the arc of the character. You're like, "Oh, I completely get." Yeah, that was. Um, I thought that was really cool how they did that. Yes, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> excellent. Without spoiling anything, if you're watching the movie, make it through the credits, go to the end, it's worth it. Yeah, but not only that, because I mean, the film actually first came out, and oh, it was, it was 2017. Yeah, so, it says that, but yeah. I, but just talking with the guys, they haven't really. I think maybe it's screened at a few uh, film festivals and yeah, stuff, so but they, I don't think. Yeah, it got a lot of um, nominations and awards at film festivals. So obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it comes out in the US and Canada. Um, I think it's next month. I believe it's next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I haven't seen it in the UK yet. But if I do see it, I will pick it up because I did enjoy oh, I'm it. A- I'm absolutely buying a copy of this. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this. Um, you know, a lot of the times, some of the screeners we get them. You know, they could be anything from, like, a sci-fi channel quality movie to, like, you know, some just, like, complete splatter, uh, low-budget, um, <clears throat> underground film. Um, and I think this one leans more towards the artful side, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's got, it's got great performances. It's really disturbing. Uh, the directing is great as well. I thought that was actually really good. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Shane, but I thought, like, the music choices in this movie... 
were like sort of genius because this movie yeah. has sort of a 1950s feel. Yes, it does. Just like Oliver's dress in his apartment mm-hmm. and everything. You're just like, what the fuck? When does this take place? But then you see everybody else is in the modern day. But like they've got this like weird 50s jazz and stuff that yeah. goes along with it. It's, it's pretty cool. One of my favorite scenes in the film was the montage scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That really <laughs> creased me up. I was proper chuckling away at that. And it was just the way you had the camera pans across. And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're talking yeah. when Oliver goes on a date, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was, I thought that was really funny. I like that. Yeah. But it has, it's definitely very twisted. It's very, it's a dark movie. But it's also very funny. There's lots of black humor in there, I think. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm talking not your typical dark humor. I'm talking blacker than black, as in blacker than Spinal Tap black kind of humor. <laughs> blacker than black, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, this is good. I uh, I recommend if you come across this movie, Who's Watching Oliver? Um uh, it's absolutely worth a watch. Uh, yeah. I think people should buy it. If you like, like Shane says, that black humor, that sort of, uh, you like that uncomfortable feeling that it's going to give you because you're sort of following this like psychopath serial killer. Um, and it, it goes into the way he thinks, you know, if you think about other movies that are along the same type of lines, something like uh, Maniac or Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. This is like that, but with a little bit of humor woven yeah. in, which is why I sort of, I thought of like May. When I was right. uh, watching this, see, because May was one of those movies I was undecided whether I liked, and I'm still undecided about it. But <laughs> this one I did enjoy. You know, it's yeah. like with the first twenty minutes of it, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is going to be a film that I buy." So yeah, definitely awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, also, I recommend it. Yeah. And uh, Russell Jeffrey Banks is the best part of the movie. Yeah, honestly. he's awesome. Actually, he is. He a, does a fantastic job. Yeah, he surprised he surprised me in this. Did, have you looked up on his IMDb page? Um, no, I haven't actually. So like, like there's a picture of him up here, and I don't know what the man looks like in real life, but compared to what he looks like in Oliver, he's got a picture up here that looks like Jamie Lannister. He's got like <laughs> blonde hair. And, <laughs> Right, hang on, I'm gonna have a look. But okay, I just think it's pretty good. That doesn't look like him at all. No, but going back on what Mike was talking about when he was saying that he was watching the movies that he was watching, um, fuck, he does look like Jamie Lannister. Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) that's really quite disturbing. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, but going back to movies, did anybody see the trailer for Predator? The new Predator movie. Oh. Yeah, it looks, the Predator. looks bland yeah. as fuck. It looks shit. It looks fucking awful. I didn't even know they were making a new one. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Shane Black. Fuck. Shane Black is directing it, and he was actually in the first Predator. Who's the guy? Listen, I'm a, I'm a Shane Black fan, um, but I think I'm more of a Shane Black writing fan. Yeah. Right. If you know what I mean. Like, you know, he's responsible for stuff like the Lethal Weapon movies and... Um, Oh boy, the original! I think he wrote on the original Predator as well. Right. Yeah. And there's a few other things that he like eighty sort of action movies, and he did like <laughs> Iron Man uh, three. And writing wise, I'm on board. Directing wise, seeing that trailer, I'm a, not that I'm. Ha- I'm going to watch the movie. I watch all the Predator movies. Yeah. It looks like a pile of wine. 
I'm not as ex- I'm not as excited as I was before. See, when I posted the trailer up on my Facebook, I was like, I commented, "Oh," and that was it. And then everyone oh. was going, <laughs> "Oh wow, new Predator movie! Who's up for watching that?" And I thought, I am so not going to watch this because it looks fucking awful. Well, I'm definitely going to see it, and I'll you know pay for it and. I'll go see in the theater, but that just looks like a whole pile of bland. It looks like every maybe, other action movie I've ever maybe seen. Maybe they just picked the worst scenes there, Mike. Maybe it's actually maybe, better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what they did. Maybe they did it on purpose, you know. Here, let's put all the shit scenes in the trailer. <laughs> for when people watch the film. So I'm going to be disappointed because I don't think I'll be watching it. <laughs> that's, that's called the death house technique. When you take the worst shit and just all put it together in the trailer. Yeah, but that movie's so, uh, gonna look, that movie looks fucking awful anyway. Can this uh, can this dog like get let out of the room or something? Yeah, uh, this is this is like the only thing I'm hearing. I know. I'm sorry about that. All right, let me do something with her. Um, I'm gonna put him downstairs. She will continue to bark. Oh, that's fine. But as long it will, as it's not it like... will be muffled. It will be muffled. As I told you before, I heard you taking a piss down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> if I heard the piss right, coming out of you, then. Give me, give me a minute, yeah, and I will put them down there, and I'll be back. Cool. All right, let's let's get on to the main event here. <laughs> the so, um, I don't exactly remember how this discussion point came about, but it did, and we talked. We wanted to do some uh, video games based. Uh, no, wait, horror movies based on video games. I guess not the other way around, but we can still do that at some point. <laughs> oh, we will. Oh yeah, I, I have a few from back in the day, but so these are video. These are. Horror movies, or movies, rather, uh, that are based on video games. So, a horror video game comes out, and then someone turns it into a movie. So, um, before we jump on what we've all chosen as our discussion topic, I wanted to go through some of the comments people had left on, on some of these we put out on various social media. So uh, from the from the all you need is blood page um, asking what's you know the best or the worst or whatever, my buddy Miles says Resident Evil the first one, and you know I I I guess that's okay. I know he's a huge Resident Evil fan, so Val and Shane, I'm gonna be depending on you guys to uh, let Miles know your opinions on that film. Mike Ham says the best Silent Hill, the worst House of the Dead. I agree with actually Mike. Mike Ham. <laughs> He's actually a friend of mine. And yeah. Oh, he is. Yes. Um, back from the Twitter days when he used to do Twitter. Um, but yes, I agree with his stance on House of the Dead because it's fucking awful. I didn't bother with House of the Dead. <sighs> you aren't yeah. missing much. <laughs> Wait, have you never seen it, Val? No. I, uh, um, actually, I'm excited to get into this then. <laughs> my dad's watching it, and he's like, is this from a game? I was like, turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle Welch says his favorite Resident Evil 1, the worst Alone in the Dark. Yes. Great. <laughs> Uh, I actually joined a uh, a different uh, horror group on Facebook and put it out to them to see what they would think. Um, the the Drop Dead Family uh, horror group. Oh my god, this name. Okay. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to apologize, but it's your fault for having this unbelievably impossible name to read. We're so white, it's unbelievable. We're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> okay, wait. I'll, I'll let you guys decide. The name is spelled I-O-A-N-R-H-Y-S. There's too many vowels. I don't trust somebody with those many vowels. Ioner... <laughs> Ion... Ion... That's it. Reese... Perkins, great last name. (laughs) (laughs) He says the Resident Evil movies were a shower of shit. Apart from the first one. I really like the first one. I always have done. Uh, uh, Crystal Vasil says um, worst. Her her old man says doom. Didn't do it for him, even with the rock in it. And Mel... (laughs) Mel Corelli says Doom was utter crap. Enjoyed the others. Uh, onto the UHM group. Uh, Lee Edwards says Silent Hill's pretty darn good. Resident Evil franchise could be an entire podcast in itself. Yeah, which no, we it discussed. Doesn't. No, it won't. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Dan Tonner says House of the Dead equals the worst. Yes. So <laughs> I like that we're getting a lot. I'm of so these glad I picked here. House of the Dead because I've got so <laughs> when you many, said that, Mike. I've got so many like... notes on this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so if you guys want to know everything about House of the Dead and the whole game franchise, I got you covered. So Johnny Barrett says Doom could have been a lot better. The only good part was the first person scene. Uh, should have done the whole movie like that. Resident Evils are a guilty pleasure of his, though. Uh, and on Instagram, a buddy of mine, the Mustache Monologues. <laughs> What? It's my buddy Patrick. (laughs) He says, I cringe whenever I hear about a movie coming out that's based on a video game. And uh, Patrick Timothy Shaw, I think he's a friend of yours, right, Shane? Uh, Sean? Which one? Patrick Timothy Shaw? Yes, yeah, Patrick Timothy Shaw, yeah. He says, the Super Mario Brothers movie, it isn't, it isn't exactly horror, but it's definitely horrible. Oh, that, that, see, that movie is a guilty pleasure of mine. I grew up with that shit. I, I loved it when I was a kid, and man, I, I, quote, it, I quote it all the time. When I'm playing, Wait, you quote it? Yeah, what, uh, what, what quotes oh, do you pull out of that movie? When, um, uh, what's his name? Who's the... Who's, uh, uh, Dennis Hopper? Yeah, Dennis Hopper. He looks at the bob he's like, bob that's the only thing that I quote out of there. It's so stupid. He's like, bah, bah. So I mentioned earlier that I watched, um, what do you call it? True Romance. So we got Dennis Hopper in True Romance and then Dennis Hopper in a Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That, that budget for that movie was so badass. The, the, the visuals were so cool for that. They, have, they had too much money to waste on a horrible product <laughs> is what they had. It was so bad. I heard John Leguizamo and, uh, what's his name? Bob Haskins. Yeah, Bob I heard Haskins. they were drunk, like, the whole time filming. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Oh, the dog jumped the gate mic, by the way. Nah, Just they could get back know. out. <laughs> She's at the bottom of the stairs right now, yelling <laughs> up the stairs. All right. Um, so yeah, that's what, oh, and of course, our, our good friend Mike Wilbur, the Fright Master, says, uh, Silent Hill is the best, in my opinion. So, we'll, we'll take him for what it's worth. Luckily, none of us chose Silent Hill, which overwhelmingly in the comments was the number one pick for the best one. Val, will, I'm sure Val will have a lot to say <laughs> about talk that. about Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. have to say about Alone in the Dark. See, right, I, I just, I put a post, I put a post up on Instagram, literally, a little while ago. And uh, our good buddy George, um, Cutty Can't Hang on Instagram, 
says, uh, when I saw that RJ McCready Easter egg in Slither the other night, I thought horror movie Easter eggs could be a great podcast. I'm inclined to agree. Ooh. That sounds like a lot of research. So, George, <laughs> why don't you do the research and we'll bring you back? That sounds yeah. like a lot of work. The work I don't like to do. And then our good buddies over on, on the tube of you, um, Frightfully Forgotten, says, compare the NES Maniac Mansion game to the TV show, which was 95% almost nothing to do with the game, all but one character. What the f- there was a Maniac Mansion TV show? It was the first I've heard. I had never even heard of it. Is this a Canadian proje- product? Is that why he knows this? Probably. If it's Canadian, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> this was Adam, I assume, right? Yeah. It must be. Well... Adam, you're gonna have to inform us about this Maniac Mansion TV show. I know the I know the game; it's pretty fucking awesome, but I don't I don't know any show. But yeah, so um, so let's get into this here. Let's talk about some horror movies based on video games. Uh, does anybody really want to go first? And I know you're itching, Mike. I know you're just like I don't <laughs> care Who, whoever. I, I guess I could go first. I don't mind. All right, let's go into let's go into your pick here. All right, and now, so also with your pick, why did you pick this? Okay, well, I've I've always heard of uh, you know House of the Dead and the movies how how bad they were, and I remember playing House of the Dead a lot growing up because every Wednesday I would uh, go bowling with my parents, and they were on a league, and I would just go in the arcades and I play House of the Dead, and I, it, it's something I grew up with going to movie theaters waiting for shows to start. I always play House of the Dead, so I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll I'll talk about House of the Dead a little bit. So. If you're unfamiliar with House of the Dead and what kind of video game it is, it's it's a rail shooter light gun game. So if you play the game, you use a gun or a mouse on the PC and you, you have to actually aim and kill zombies. It's one of those. So the games react if you react to a situation or don't react to a certain situation. And they also have uh, multiple endings. So I'm doing House of the Dead 1 and 2 because I watched both. So I'm going to talk oh about both. Oh my god, what's 2? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Um... <laughs> I went all out for this. <laughs> so here's the game plot of the first House of the Dead. So a scientist by the name of Roy Curian wants to discover the nature of life and death. He becomes insane and he becomes much more erratic as he's uh, uh, experimenting. So his mansion in which he keeps performing the experiments on uh, an outbreak occurs, turning people into zombies an AMS agent by the name of Thomas Rogan receives a call from his fiance. And when arriving, he sees the entire mansion is, is completely riddled with zombies. And in the very beginning of the game, a uh, gargoyle takes his fiance like away and flies into the sky. Um, so if you played the game, then you're going to be very unprepared for the movie. Cause it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, the movie this is the movie plot now. It's the movie's actually a prequel to the to the game, which could have been cool, but it wasn't. So the the movie plot is college kids book a trip to an island for a rave. It's off the coast of Seattle and named Isla del Morte, which is Spanish for Island of Death. They meet up with a man with a boat, and his first mate is Clint Howard, and you can't get mad at that. Yes. Uh, they make it to the island, find that it's deserted, and realize it's been overrun with zombies. By the way, this is going to be a spoiler alert, because no one should watch this movie at <laughs> all. So I'm talking about beginning, middle, and end here. Right. Well, it's it's an Uwe Boll movie. We can get it out of the way. We already know it's one of the worst movies ever, because it has the worst director ever. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. So they eventually make it to a house and come across three more people. Um 
people die and due to an explosion, they find themselves in a lab hidden within the house. I am going completely over this movie. Uh, not in detail, but I'm just skipping a whole bunch of shit because these scenes are so long and dragged out. They're it's the pacing is terrible in this. Like one action scene was like ten <laughs> minutes long. Oh my god! And it was scene. just a whole bunch of people shooting zombies, and I just I I didn't I couldn't believe it was that long. So <laughs> yeah, so people die, and due to an explosion, they find themselves in a lab hidden within the house. Eventually, the zombies break in. They escape into some underground tunnels. There's uh, two survivors, and they're helped out. Helped out of the tunnels by a man wearing one of their friends' face as a mask. So the man is revealed to be hundreds of years old. And one of the final uh, survivors gets into a sword fight with him. So she dies. But one of the final other final uh, surviving people decapitates the old man. But still gets strangled by him when he doesn't have a head. And Mm -hmm. the, the guy and the girl survive because one of them gives the girl an immortality serum. And he reveals his name is Rudy Curian. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, so Rudy Curian is supposed to be, supposed to be the son of Roy Curian, who in the game is the mad scientist. So. Of course, House of the Dead lore. Everyone knows that. Yeah, and you know, there is actually uh, quite a bit of House of the Dead lore. Like, even though they're just like arcade games, they still have pretty extensive backstory and it's it's actually sega puts a lot of like effort into them which is pretty neat um but what i didn't get out of this movie is that some of the edits between scenes are game footage from house of the dead so you have a movie that is a prequel to house of the dead the video game but he's using edits from the video game and it's very distracting and it's very horrible. Like like an edit from one scene to the next. You, you see like a first person view of the video game itself shooting a zombie in the head before there's even zombies in the movie. It's, it's <laughs> fucking awful. Uh, the action... What are you going to say, Val? Said, here's what to expect. Yeah, here's what not to expect because the, the graphics for the game are better than the, the, oh my the God. shit in the movie. Ooh. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the action scenes are excruciatingly long and poorly paced. The makeup's awful. The acting is beyond awful. And the dialogue is, is terrible. Um, but if you guys want to watch this movie, but don't want to go through what I just said, I would recommend the director's cut because it's actually called the funny version of the film. <laughs> so the box itself actually has funny version. And in the original artwork, you see like a zombie through a keyhole. But on this artwork, he's like, He's like holding his head like he's mad about something and it has new music, alternate scenes, outtakes and several commentaries. And it also has speech bubbles throughout the movie of what these people are thinking. And it has what? it has a man o meter measuring the person's manliness in the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you watch this version? No, I didn't. I only found out about it when I was doing research on this. Oh my god, now you're going to make me want to watch House of the Dead again, Mike. Congratulations. I never would have thought that would be the outcome of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess I could go over House of the Dead 2 real fast, because that's all I really have to say about it. But if you want me to wait until you guys are done, that's fine too. Well, I'll I'll just mention some stuff in House of the Dead. Um, it is it's atrocious. <laughs> Have you seen this one, Shane? Brian. 
I got given a copy of House of the Dead for my birthday about 12 years ago. I watched it once and then probably gave it away to somebody. I hated it that much. <laughs> Never to watch it again. And just like you reminding me of that film, it's giving me nightmares. Well, see, a lot the of people, guy- a lot of people say Alone in the Dark is like Uwe Boll's like worst movie, but I just you know watched Alone in the Dark and it's not as bad as House of the Dead in my opinion. Got right. So this movie has. I mean, the first time I saw this, I actually saw this in theaters. Like what? When it came out. <clears throat> I went to the movies with my little brother, and he likes to watch horror movies and shit. So we go to the movies. And we're like, okay, at this time period, right now, whatever time it was, we're like, we could either see House of the Dead, which is rated R, but I could get you into it, or we can go see Lord of the Rings. And he's like, we're going to watch House of the Dead. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So instead of like the Oscar winning Lord of the Rings movie, we chose House of the Dead. That's rough. Yeah, you need to give your little brother a slap from me for that, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still laugh about it, though. We think it's hysterical that that was our choice. <laughs> we still decided to see one of the worst movies of all time instead of, like, this, like, great epic movie. And do you know what's really... I'll tell you what's really funny about House of the Dead. It never actually got a release in the UK until it came out on DVD. And um, rightfully so. Yeah, and when they really, <laughs> what's really funny is like it was found in the in like what we call the pan shops, and it was literally all video stores, HMV, all the record stores and stuff like that, and never even stocked it. You could only find it in the pan shops. Jesus. Yeah. Now Val, have you ever seen this one? The House of the Dead movie. Yeah. No. I okay. Uh, my dad what, what, was watching what, it one day, and I peeked at it and I saw the little clip of the gameplay and I was like the hell is this? <laughs> like, is House of the Dead a game? Because this looks like a game. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I think some guy tumbled out of a porta potty and I was like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, now also uh, in terms of the game itself the game is amazing in like, you know, when you're playing in the arcades back in the day. Yeah. When this thing came out, it was like the hottest shit. Full 3D models, texturing and headshots oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna talk shot... about the games later when i do uh, house of the dead too though too so oh okay so i, I didn't know you were going into that but um yeah we'll go to go ahead and house of the dead too because i don't remember that at all literally i've seen it and i don't know what the fuck happens all right well house of the dead 2 it was not directed by uve ball it was directed by michael hurst which i looked up his imdb and it's it looks like equally shitty movies <laughs> but i'm not i'm not 100 sure on that um mm-hmm. But the plot is starts off with Professor Roy Curian, who is from the first game, played by Sid Haig, uh, who works at the Cuesta Verde University, which is a completely fake school, and has managed to get a specimen of the zombies from the first film. So it reveals that it's from his son, Rudy. Uh, he actually, like, kidnapped his son, Rudy, and is, took the blood from him. So, Curian experiments on the other survivor of the first film as well, trying to see why she is immortal. He then murders a student in the street by hitting her with his car and injects her with serum. He throws a temper tantrum because it doesn't work right away, but then he looks up and realizes she's missing from the table. She bites him and eventually breaks out of the building. A month later, an AMS soldier by the name of Jake Ellis recruits another soldier by the name of Nightingale Morgan. Uh... (laughs) 
they're ordered to get a blood sample from the original survivors of the first movie. So they got to break into his lab, basically. So they have to do this before missiles demolish the campus at midnight because it was at a, a college campus. Uh, they get a team of soldiers as backup, and eventually some of them get into contact with zombies and get killed because, you know, they're trained soldiers and all. Um, one of them even tries to take a picture with one of the naked corpses and gets infected himself. All this is for nothing, though, because as they do successfully get the serum from the college for the missile strike, all the soldiers either die or become zombies. One soldier gets his hand amputated and wants the serum for himself, so he threatens Ellis. Ellis actually gives this asshole the serum. The whole thing that this whole movie is based on, he just hands it over to him. But the soldier wants to kill him anyway. But before that, Nightingale shoots him in the back, dropping the serum. The movie fucking ends with them just driving to a city that is on fire like it's the apocalypse because the serum broke when he dropped it. Dun, dun. Oh, man. So, yeah, I know. Now I'm waiting for House of the Dead three. But um, <laughs> so if you guys are like interested in in this movie somehow, I would recommend playing the games. Um, House of the Dead one came out in 1996 and it was later ported to the PC. House of the Dead two, which is made 1998, later ported to the Dreamcast and Xbox, uh, PC, and Wii. And House of the Dead 3 and Up was uh, pretty much on consoles. And even uh, House of the Dead 3 and Up was on the PS3 and used uh, PlayStation Move support. And I don't know, if Val, if you ever heard of this, but House of the Dead 4 Special Edition came out in 2006. The original one came out in 2005, but the Special Edition came out a year later. And it was a giant arcade, which had 100-inch screens behind the player and in front of them. There are no continues and there are no locations where this game can actually be like seen in real life. There were two, and one of them was in Gameworks in Schaumburg, Illinois, hmm. but it was retired due to it constantly breaking. And there was one in Gameworks in Las Vegas, but it was been sold to someone. It was later ported with House of the Dead 4 on PS3. But I can just imagine playing this game with like 100 inch screens in front of me. That'd be insane. And, yeah. And Sega just announced House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn that's going to hit arcades this year. Now, Mike, is, is House of the Dead 4 the same as House of the Dead Overkill? Um, I do have Overkill. No, that's not. Uh, but I, okay. I have... Because sp- I pl- I've played Overkill, but I've never even heard of Part 4. Yeah, so there's also spinoffs of this, too, of off the main series. And you got Typing of the Dead, which Val owns, which we don't have a keyboard oh for. Oh, yeah, I got that, too. <laughs> it was, uh, came out in 1999, and the game is replaced by a computer keyboard instead of a gun. So instead of shooting the zombies, you got to type out words. Uh, it was later ported to Dreamcast, Windows, PS2, and iOS. And when it was ported to iOS, it was called Flick of the Dead. Um, Zombie Revenge came out in 1999, which was a port was supposed to go to PS2, but it was canceled. But then it was ported to Dreamcast. There's Pinball of the Dead for Game Boy Advance. Ooh. There's Typing of the Dead 2, which was only in Japan for PC. There's English of the Dead, only in Japan for the DS. And then, as you said, House of the Dead Overkill, which is the first game to be solely made for a home console. It was on the Wii, PS3, Windows, iOS, and Android. An alternate version called Typing the Dead Overkill was released, and is this game just with typing that came out in 2013. There's House of the Dead X, Sega Golden Gun, and a compilation or compilation for the Wii called House of the Dead 2 and 3 Return. But Mm -hmm. keep in mind, so there were three games before this first movie came out. There were three House of the Dead games. 
Um, all this cool shit has no excuse not being in it or the sequel. Like the games were much better. In the first game, there are fantastic looking zombies. There's gargoyles. There's super soldiers. The doctor has this thing called the hermit, which is a giant spider crab monster. Something called a magician, which is a creature with psychic abilities who can control fire with his mind. That's the final boss. Yeah. In the sequel, there's also good and bad endings. Chainsaw wielding zombies. There's this thing called oh, the hero. So hard. <laughs> there's this thing called the hierophant, which is an aquatic fish uh like human thing and bolt levels it's like a creature creature from the black lagoon yeah kind of thing. and bolt levels his chest opened up you had to shoot his heart yeah i remember that and uh <laughs> uh there's bolt levels that take place on a river in the third game they find a deformed sloth called the fool and a mutated tendril plant called the sun they're met with an, a man named daniel who claims to be the son of roy curian so they could have taken even just the name daniel they could have put it into the fucking first movie and that would have made more sense. But he even changed the name, which all this cool stuff was way before the first movie. And I don't get why this turned into such a piece of shit that it did. I really don't. Uve Bowl. Yeah. Uve Bowl. He had all this That's material it. and he did nothing with it. <laughs> nothing. Because I don't want to. You know how many video game movies this guy has ruined? <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, but I'm pretty sure you listen to this podcast. You're hurting this <laughs> Yeah, you know, we gotta, you guys know that you know that he tries to fight critics, right? Yeah. He literally challenges them to boxing matches. I heard about that. <laughs> so bring it on, motherfucker! <laughs> Let's have it. <laughs> and you know, I, you know what the thing is? Like, I'm sure he's a super nice guy. I'm sure he's. I bet he's not. He sounds like a real dickhead. People. <laughs> <laughs> he's sure he's a nice guy. You know, I, I, you know I'll I'll concede to that. You you got. He's you just guys... misunderstood. Shadow misunderstood. <laughs> also, uh, Uwe Boll was suing. You know the new movie with the Rock Rampage. Yeah, he was suing that oh, movie because he released a movie called Rampage. That's his only good but, movie. <laughs> however, the video game Rampage came out like thirty years before his movie. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He needs to get that that money somehow. I don't think he's done anything recently, has he? I don't know. I, he he supposedly retired from the film business. Yay. He says because of um, uh, critics and cultural issues, but it's actually because Germany stopped this tax rebate program where you get like most of the movie paid for by the German government if you film it in Germany. So Uwe Bell doesn't make any movies anymore. He's uh, producing something right now called. <clears throat> uh, he's he kind of he still produces movies. He produced. Yeah. Uh, Rampage, President Down. He he's producing oh, Luna God. Project, but directing he uh, oh, Rampage, President Down was his last one. <clears throat> so can I also mention one other thing I just came across, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. The director of House of the Dead Two, uh, Michael Hurst. Yes. He also directed a movie called The Baby Juice Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there are so many jokes in that. <laughs> I have to assume it has something to do with jizz, right? I assume so. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the um, the Ghost Masturbator film, is it? Oh, God. No. I don't know. The ghost, ghost Masturbator. Ghost that masturbates people to death. What's that movie called? Because I need to watch it right now. Yeah, I need to see that movie as well, because just, I, just I saw the trailer for it a while back. And the trailer was fucking hilarious. It really... I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm absolutely horrified. Oh, man. It's, it's, this trailer just looks so funny. Oh my God. I'm going to look for it later. 
I think you've, I think you've let House of the Dead have it pretty good. Um, the series, it, it is terrible. The games themselves, I, I, I think they have their place, but the sort of the on rail shooter genre is is pretty much dead. Like, well, I, I, I mean, can't... VR is hitting it pretty hard, you know. And I think if they, oh, that's true. You know, I didn't think about. I think VR. if you had yourself in a VR environment with House of the Dead, it could be badass. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they even had the uh, rail shooters for Resident Evil on the Wii, Umbrella Chronicles, oh, yeah. Dark Side Chronicles. Yeah, that's ten years ago, Val. Well, I just aged myself. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't had that Dead Space one Val and I was playing. Oh, was yeah, a... that one was bad, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, what's that down? Extraction? What's it called? What was it called? Was it Extraction? Ooh. Yeah, it was Extraction. Oh, Extraction. Yeah. Maybe it was the Resident Evil's called Downfall. No, there was a movie that was Dead Space Downfall, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have Val on, Yeah, folks. she's she going to correct everybody fucking in She's going to correct everybody on something. Today. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> no, you need to because I don't want to I don't no, I don't want to say I, something wrong at all. I don't want, I want people to learn from this, not Google if we're correct. Plus I have like nothing on my movie basically, so <laughs> I'll have a lot to talk about for well, everyone. Well, you can talk about Alone in the Dark and Silent Hill too. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um <laughs> way professional. I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to go next because I know mine sort of isn't as much of a crossover movie as the rest of you guys. Uh, Val and Chains, at least. I think you two are, you guys are like a tag team, I think, on the uh, on your films you picked. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you got real close to that mic. No. Made everybody uncomfortable. He got excited. Through my character. Oh, fuck. Shadow. All right, I gotta so. Get my um, I hear a king. <laughs> Shadow. All right. You gotta go. You should run. Get all the animals out. That's it. Sorry. I don't have to worry about that. Ziggy is sound asleep on the bed, so it's blissfully oh. quiet here. Yeah, or Lisa came home, so all the animals are now on a walk, I think. Okay, I'm Well, back. except for the cats. Yeah, I saw them hopping around. All right. Okay, so the movie and game I chose was Doom. <laughs> Why? Um... <laughs> I'm going to talk about the game first, all right? Because I like to get a nice positive attitude as I move forward. <laughs> so, um, the original Doom, um, while not the first first-person shooter, it was certainly the king of first-person shooters when it came out. And I can remember when this was released, um, this was in the days of PC shareware, where you they would literally give you the game and it would be the first few levels of the game. And it was free. They would just give it to everybody. You'd play it, and you'd be like, this game is fucking awesome. And then, at the end of the game, there'd be, like, you know, a message saying, hey, call this phone number or mail in a request with a check for $30, and we'll send you the rest of the discs. Which is so fucked up when you think about it now. You're like, that's insane. How do they make this game like that? (laughs) But that's the way it was back in the day. And, um, you know, Doom is... An, it still is today an awesome first-person shooter. Even if you download the old one on a modern-day computer, it's ported to every single device ever made. Game Boy, fucking cell phones, even old cell phones that are just have, like, the text buttons and stuff, they still had Doom on them. Um, and the basic premise of the game was you're this, like, space marine. You're trapped on Mars. 
there's demons everywhere. They came about from some some sort of teleportation thing that somehow teleported demons from hell and opened up a gateway. And now shit has hit the fan and you have to kill all the demons and that's it. That's fucking doom. You get all kinds of weapons. It's amazing. And it's still a blast to play today. Um, and there's, you know, various other games. Doom 2 just followed the story, almost the same as Doom with a couple extra weapons. And uh, that took place on Earth. So you had to fight the demons on Earth. And, um, you know, there's a couple add-ons to the games and some, I, I guess, what you would consider DLC, but you didn't download it. You would just buy additions to the games. You have, like, Final Doom and stuff, which is just extra levels. And as well as a whole bunch of fan-made shit that would go on there, too. Um, but then they came out with, like, Doom 3, which is a remake. And this was probably around, uh, I'm going to guess, like, 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. And they sort of uh, modernized Doom. They made it more along the line. Like, they they incorporated elements of something like uh, like a Resident Evil-type game where you're, like, you're crawling around, you have no ammo, and you're trying to just, like, survive this crazy thing that's happening and demons are popping out of, you know, unexpected places, where the original one was, you just open a door, and there's a room with 500 monsters in it, and you have to kill them all. This one's more like, you don't know where you're going, and then all of a sudden, a wall busts open, and, and you know, a monster comes through, and you have to deal with it with limited ammo. Um, and it, w it was fine. Doom 3 was fine, but it wasn't, it didn't have that same sort of, like, craziness the first one had. And then after a bunch of... Um, id or id gaming or however you want to call it it's id um they finally released doom 2016 which was a sort of rebirth of the doom franchise people thought it was a remake but then as you played the game you realized it was sort of a sequel like the original doom guy actually survived through all that shit and this was him again but in modern day but they got rid of all the nonsense of doom 3 where you're like oh i don't have enough ammo and you know, I gotta fight this one monster. No, it was still, like, 50 monsters in a room. You have to kill them all and move on. And um, it was just fucking amazing. But somewhere around the release of Doom 3, someone decided they were going to make a movie version of Doom. And um, that's where you get the film Doom um, directed by... I'm going to try this again. It sucks being like white and American. It's like <laughs> Andrezevj Barkatwik. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So he's the director of the film. Uh, I'm not going to say his name ever again. Mm -hmm. And uh, it started. The, the cast honestly sounds really fucking good. You've got Carl Urban. You've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, Richard Blake, who's sort of a character actor from a little, you know, a few years ago. Uh, Rosamund Pike, who's just like, you know, a pretty looking lady and she's fine in the movie. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this sounds like a good movie. Carl Urban, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Doom. You're like, yeah, I want to I want to see fucking The Rock fighting demons. Spoiler for the whole movie. And. <laughs> Oh, I just cannot believe they did this. The story of Doom is there's a guy who fights demons. That's Doom. The story of the movie is there's a team of commandos and there's an outbreak of genetic material that transforms people into zombies and some people get mutated further into other monsters. 
And you need to rely on the fact that maybe you have the capability to take this genetic defect and, and use the, um, the modifications they found to turn yourself into a super soldier. Essentially, what I'm telling you is it's the plot of Resident Evil the movie. Womp womp. It's the same. It's not even, like, like the way they change Resident Evil that makes it, like, kind of shittier is the same way they change this movie. But this movie wasn't just a zombie viral outbreak. This should have been demons. It should have been fucking demons from hell. Why would you change it from opening a portal to hell and then all shit breaks loose to, like, oh, no, we did some genetic modification and now people mutate and they start attacking other people? Like, what the fuck? fuck were you thinking all of doom is demons and i hate to be so i don't know i guess petty it sounds petty but it really isn't no like, it doesn't sound petty at all you expect you know one thing they advertise it as such and then it's you know different right you think doom you think okay even if it's if they change that one part of the movie the movie would have increased at least two grading points in my opinion if it was just demons instead of like a genetic outbreak i would have been um i don't know i guess i'll say satisfied but the way they did the film is annoying it's slow it's poorly paced i will give it some positives the special effects are fantastic very impressive and i'll stick with that assessment everything else is fucking garbage i hate it the there's one scene that is a first person shooter scene where um the star Carl Urban um gets takes the genetic material or whatever and uh, apparently it turns him into a super soldier or something. I mean, he was already Carl <laughs> Urban. Like what else do you want? And th- that he, he like wakes up and it's all shot from his viewpoint. So it's all first person and he's going around Gunning down demons and zombies and... Well, I'm, I said demons again. God damn it. Gunning down mutated creatures and zombies and other things. And it's a really effective, probably two or three minute scene. It looks great. It's fun. Um, it's everything the movie probably should have been. Not that I'm saying a movie should be shot entirely from first person. I mean, I, I probably would have thought that was, you know, nauseating. But the amount of fun in that one scene is what the whole movie should have been. It should have been constant craziness, you know, monsters busting through, shooting them up. Um, and it would have been great. But the scene then ends and goes back to its slow ass, shitty pace. And uh, the guy has to fight like the rock with vampire fangs stuck in his mouth as, like, the final guy. What? Instead of, like, the fucking cyber demon or a giant spider mastermind or the icon of hell or some fucking amazing thing in the video games, the final boss was just the rock with uh, vampire fangs. And the, and the BFG. The BFG was in it. It was fired, I think, once by yeah. the rock. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson owns one of the BFGs. Yeah, of course he does. He he just kept it. He's like, no, this is mine. Now. <laughs> so there's, a, there's an interesting, also a little side bit on this movie, Shane, you'll probably enjoy. Um, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were asked to polish the dialogue in the film, yeah. and they turned it down. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's very obvious that yeah. nobody with talent was involved in the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> See, it's um, now this film for me just it just sucked beyond the telling of it. It really did. I think um, I watched it. I think I bought it um, because it was like everyone was talking about how good it was. I was like, well, I'll we'll be the judge Who of that. Who the fuck said that? That's <laughs> a liar. Bearing in mind, this was 2005. It was 2005 when it came out, so it is before the days of me joining Facebook and UHM. And everyone who I knew was like, oh, yeah, Doom's really great. And I thought, right, I'll be the judge of this. I'll watch it. And I have to say, the only th- there was two scenes in the film that I really liked. That was the scene with the BFG, when that gets fired. Um, the first-person scene was awesome. And uh, the end credit scene, because it had Nine Inch Nails, you know who you are, playing over, <laughs> over the fucking credits. Well, you don't mean a scene. It's just the credits rolling That's with a Nine Inch Nails point. song playing. It's besides point, Brian. It had Nine Inch Nails on it. Therefore, <laughs> it was fucking good. But that's about it. Um, I ended up giving my copy to my nephew, who's a fan of really bad movies. Maybe I should have kept it and sent it to you instead. Um, uh, I but... already, thank you, Shane. We already have a copy of Doom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, my nephew, Dwayne, loved it. So I gave it to him. I went, here you go, fucking keep Jesus. it. Get it out of my sight. Um but the movie. Did you play the game, Shane? No, I used to. I used to love playing the game. Um, I played the game in the. It was, it was like mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I used to. I used because I never. I never had a PC set up, so it was. I used to go to my buddies, and he'd, he'd be sitting there doing stuff on his other computer. You know, his the, one of his first laptops, and um, you know, laptops that used to cost you about a thousand pounds just to fucking open the bastard thing up. But I'll be sitting there on his PC set up, just like playing Doom and loving every second of it. Yeah, now, how about how about you, Mike? What do you think of Doom? Uh, Both the game and the movie. <laughs> I never saw the movie. Um, I skipped it. Oh my god! I, when I was a kid, I, I really liked the game. I think I first played it for like Nintendo sixty four because. Oh, that's a different game, actually. Is Doom sixty four. Oh, yeah. Then I played that one. I guess I never played the original original. Um, but I, I, you know, Doom's like a one of those classic games. That I think everybody has at least played a certain game of it. You know, of the franchise. Sure. That's a staple in gaming, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day, um, maybe a little bit before yours and Val's time, uh, pretty much any first-person shooter used to be referred to as a Doom clone. Like, like when the original happened. Well, Wolfenstein was before Doom, was but yeah, but Doom was so popular that any game that came out after it was referred to as a Doom clone. Like, for instance, the first Half-Life, if you look at the reviews for that game, the original ones, they'd call it a Doom clone. They're like, <laughs> oh, this Doom clone is great. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that's nuts. That just shows the popularity of Doom. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was huge when it came out. And and but at when it was first released, it was only PC. Like you had to have, a, you know, a piece in that. Back in the day, there wasn't such a thing as a gaming PC. It was just a fucking computer that had uh, enough RAM to run Doom. And that was basically it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great game. The movie, I mean, I cannot dissuade people to not watch this. I mean, just don't watch this movie. It's so infuriating when you see it. You're like, I can't believe they did this. Even if you're a fan of The Rock. I love The Rock. <laughs> you know, even back in his wrestling days was great. I can't recommend this movie. Even he won't, like, admit to being in it. I don't know if you guys had seen this earlier this year when he that Rampage movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, he put out a post and said something along the lines of, 
finally there's a video game movie um, that's actually good, and it's because The Rock is in it. And the official Doom Twitter responded oh, to The no. Rock and said, really? That's hysterical. <laughs> hey, Val, have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> well, I saw it with my first boyfriend when we first started. Ooh. And I'm we, done. I'm out of here. And we rented <laughs> it from the uh, the video store. Well, that was a while ago. So I don't really remember. For people who don't know, video stores were a place where you used to be able to get movies from. But I wasn't rich enough for Blockbuster. I had to do the local one. (laughs) (laughs) But I know uh, you've got. uh, Which Doom version do you have? I have Doom 3. Yeah. I have. On what? I think that's about it. I played the original one on my mom's computer when I was a kid. That was the only thing that I liked doing over there. I was like, yeah, we'll hang out, I guess. But um, is your computer running? Because I want to play Doom. <laughs> but now, has anybody played Doom twenty sixteen? No, a little bit. Yeah, I, I started it, but I think Fallout Four came out that same year. I want to say. Yeah, you're right. They were very close together. Well, in fact, and I I started Doom because Val and I got the collector's editions of it, and then uh, I for some reason put it down. I never picked it back up. But from what I played, I, I really liked. I think I'm going to finish after Bioshock. Of, um, of like, modern... I guess you, I'll consider modern-day first-person shooters, even though it's a throwback. Doom 2016 is my favorite first-person shooter in maybe a decade, maybe even closer to two. Oh, wow. Like, I love Doom 2016 so much. Well, you might be excited so for E3, crazy. then, because uh, rumor is that they're, Bethesda's announcing a uh, Doom 2. Oh, don't fuck with me. Well, that's a rumor. That's just a rumor. Don't just you're gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, what do you call it? The uh, what's that other game? Rage Two. Yeah, uh, that too. I hear. Yeah, that's that's rumored as well. Rage Two, which I don't. I don't care about because the first Rage was like. Meh. It was a glitch fest too. Yeah, it was like a bad Fallout with. It was like the plot of Fallout, but the gameplay of Doom Three. Yikes. Which just they don't cater to each other. It just doesn't work. But anyway, um, I love the game. I hate the movie, and all I want is just you don't even have to make it very complicated. It's just got to be demons on Mars. That's all you got to do. And one man that kills everything, and he's the only man. There's no love interest. There's no sister. There's no The Rock. It's just a guy. Stuck on Mars, and he's got to kill everything and try to make his way out. That's it. It's simple. That's, That's what I mean gonna... about movies now. It's like every movie has a love interest. And most of the time, it's like it doesn't even... Why do you even need a love interest? Your life doesn't pertain to that in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I will say there was... Technically, there wasn't a love interest in this movie. It was his sister. So there wasn't anything romantic. He was just like, oh, I got to save my sister. But you, at the same time, you don't need that. There doesn't need to be a person he has to save. He's just a man stuck on Mars that's got to kill every demon. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's it. But that's so, not going to make money if they, you know, if they make it true to the game. It's not going to make money at all. Isn't it? I mean, I feel like it could. It could, but, you know, the movie producer's not going to see it that way. Yeah, that's true. They're going to be like, we got to get, we got to get some broad in this movie. We got to have nice tits, too. That we're going to not have her wear a bra, and we're going to give her a really tight shirt. 
<laughs> All right, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> you changed my mind, Val. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it's um, it's a shame because not that this move, not that the game has a lot of movie potential. I don't honestly think that it does because it's it's more about the gameplay experience and it's a lot of fun to play. The story is really who gives a fuck. Um, my favorite description of the story for Doom 2016 is, you know, in most games, you're a man trapped in a situation surrounded by evil and you have to make your way out. In Doom 2016, evil is trapped in a room with you and it has to try to get out. <laughs> it's like a because Chuck Norris show. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly, because literally that's what the game turns into towards the end. Like... All the demons are running away from you, and you're just like, no, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> it's so good. Such a fucking great game. But anyway, yeah, that's my that's my rant on Doom the movie and Doom the games. Play all the games. They're all great. They're all fun. Movie sucks shit. <laughs> all right. So, who wants to go next? You guys want to do Resident Evil, or you want to do Alone in the Dark? I want to get mine done and over with. <laughs> all right, Val. Let's hear Alone in the Dark, because I, I have a feeling... Um, I've played literally one of these games, and it is the original one on the PC back in the shareware days. <sighs> and it sucked shit, so I don't know how they kept making them. See, the funny thing is, I actually have two of the same game, but I bought one on the PlayStation 1, and then I forgot I had it and got it on Dreamcast. So I decided that since we're doing this, I was going to play a little bit just in case someone else talked about it. And then somehow, Ryan, you wrote me into doing this. <laughs> How did that happen? When did I do Because this? I put the picture up that I was playing it, and you're like, well, oh, yeah. that's you now. That's you what you're doing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, okay. So I tried to get through this terrible game. The It's got the tank oh, controls. I'm so sorry, Val. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's got these awful tank controls that's like, I could play Resident Evil, no problem, all the old ones. This, I'm bumping into everything, and I look like I'm a drunk. I picked the woman because apparently she's more puzzle-based, but the uh, the guy that's in this game is also, his name is Edward Conby, and he's in the movie, and he's in every game. But I was like, I'll be the woman because I like puzzles. I don't really care about shooting stuff. I mean, I do, but I don't. So, it's just terrible. The voice acting isn't that good. They try to be, but it's just bad. And it, it's, it should be a little more linear, but it's just like a clusterfuck of, hey, there's a monster. Let's shine a flashlight at it to keep it at bay, but it's still going to attack you when you turn around, so it doesn't matter. And, like, flashlight movement's insane. It's, like, so fast, and then you miss them half the time, and half the time they're right on your leg, and you're, like, holding it down, and then you're still missing them, and they're beating shit out of you. It's like, whatever. <laughs> I quit. So I, I got a decent way in. It's about a seven-hour game. I got in about three hours because that's all I could do because most of the time I was Snapchatting how terrible it was. I missed a whole synopsis of something because there was some guy in a mirror talking to me. I took a Snapchat and said he looked like Dr. Doom because I didn't care. Saw him again after I picked up a mirror. And he was like, hey, you should come in this mirror and see and see what's on the other side of the looking glass. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then he's like, hey, so uh, that mirror you got, let's have a deal and you give me the mirror. So I was like, yeah, okay. And then he turned the mirror around and killed me with it because I turned into a skeleton face. 
And that was around the time that I just gave up. I was like, this guy's a jerk. I'm over it. You know, you can't trust nobody. I don't even think I trust Edward Carnby, and he's the main, he's a protagonist. I was done. Jesus. <laughs> but, um, now, this uh, this was Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, right? Yes. <clears throat> this is the fourth one, which the movie is the loosely fourth. based off of. And when I mean loosely, I mean very, very loosely. So why don't you tell us about the movie there? Who's responsible for the movie? <laughs> that, uh, what, how do you say his name? Uve. I, I, uh, now, again, I'm just, Uwe? I think it's Uve. It could be you. It could be Uwe. I'm I call him Uwe. <laughs> okay, let's go with Uwe. <laughs> and it's, uh, it stars Hollywood Hunk, uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> Val, can you, can you please do his voice? <laughs> She she does an excellent impersonation of Christian Slater. Please. Okay. I gotta hear this. Now now I'm in I'm invested. <laughs> okay, it'll be Hey, I'm Christian Slater. Come see my new movie. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well the whole time I, I didn't really pay I did the same damn thing I did with the game. It was like <laughs> deja vu. I just sent Snapchats and every time Christian Slater was on, I just made stupid commentary in christian slater's voice it was ridiculous but um in the game this um edward carnby is a private eye in the movie he's a paranormal investigator that um he was in an orphanage and when he turned 10 he had a freak accident happen and got amnesia and he doesn't remember anything about anything that happened so He's being followed by these people, and he's got some amulet that they want. And the whole movie is basically like this uh, this tribe of Indians. I think they said they were the Akabi Indians. And um, they had this theory about like the light world, which is ours, and then a dark world, which is where these monsters are. And they somehow opened a rift between the two, and now there's no more of that Indian tribe because it wiped them all out. So the this professor, that Tara Reed's character, Aline, uh, it hangs out with because she's like one of his whatever people that hang out with him, I guess. She helps him study and research and whatnot. So he is collecting all these things because he wants to reopen this door. But Christian Slater wants no part of it because he doesn't want the door open. And the whole movie is just an awkward thing with really bad, like, voices, like, voice acting because it's Christian Slater. You can't take it. He's like, no, don't. I'm like, Christian Slater, I'm not going to listen to you if you talk like that. But (laughs) it was just a ridiculous, stupid movie. And there was one scene in particular that I'll talk about. Because they are in a museum, because he goes to Tara Reid. And he's like, hey, like, here I am. And she's like, you didn't call me. Because I guess he was missing for a long period of time. So then, all of a sudden, there's these monsters that are also in the game. They're the monsters of darkness. They pop up out of nowhere. 
and they're like, whoa, better get these guns. And then this really horrible rock music comes on, and they have a shooting montage for a good solid oh three minutes. And I was like, what the hell am I watching? Why am I doing this to myself? So I'm not very well prepared for this because I couldn't sit and pay attention to this terrible movie. I couldn't sit and give my time to the game. (laughs) But you know what? At least I got to see uh, Christian Slater. Can we have a real talk moment for a second? Yeah. Is is Christian Slater a good actor? No. No. <laughs> I've he's seen like, worse. The same, like he just has like a sleazy voice. He's got like crazy rat eyes. I can't take him seriously. I just can't. Okay, I'm on board with the hard to take seriously thing. I mean, he's been in a bunch of like, good movies as well as terrible movies. I thought that Heather's was actually really good, but he. Oh, that's my that's my cousin's favorite movie of all time. Oh, okay. But like every time he comes, he's like, "Hey, let's go do some bad stuff," and it's just like, "Oh, can you not like just go away? Like, where's <laughs> where's somebody that's decent? Everyone else was decent in that where's movie. Somebody that's decent." I mean, so like, he he's he's good in a lot of things, um, but he's also bad at a lot of things, and that's where I sort of have the problem. Like, I, I like when he shows up and he has sort of a good time, you know, essentially playing himself. I think that's sort of funny. Um, like for like, what I'm really thinking of is uh, is Archer. He plays the character Slater. <laughs> and they're like, do you have a, do you like, do you have a first name? He's like, no, it's just Slater. <laughs> and I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> but he just plays himself. There's no, there, that's like part of the joke in it. But at the same time, when you have him, I don't know, like actually trying to put something, you know, really act. Um, I don't know that it works. Like, like he was the, I think he was in Hard Rain uh, with um, Morgan Freeman. And he was just, he was the action star in that movie, and it did not work at all. The whole movie was like jet skis around a town. A town was flooded, and he had to like, you know, jet ski around it, and it, it sucked shit. I don't know. Uh, when I whenever I think of Christian Slater, that's the first thing I think of. But I did watch True Romance this week, and I, the first thing I could think of was, boy, this movie would have been a lot better if Tarantino actually directed it and was like, Christian Slater? No. I'm gonna go with somebody else. Well, what I didn't like about this movie at all was, even though I've played the game, I still had no idea what was going on, and I did not understand the storyline behind it. The plot Mm -hmm. was just kind of everywhere. And I was like, that's why I could barely talk about it. I was just like, I don't even know what's happening. It could be because Mike, you've seen you've seen this one, right? Yeah, I watched it, and um, it it you was like Sarah Reed's quality acting. Yeah, uh, it, it, like here's the thing: like I really don't think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's it's a lot of people say it's like the worst movie ever made, and I, I really don't agree with that. As in, uh, we're gonna call him Uwe now. As an Uwe Bull movie, um, I think it's it's probably one of his best. Which isn't saying much. <laughs> um, I did like Rampage because it was plot hole city and it was just nothing but guns and people killing each other. <sighs> but um, 
this alone in the dark wasn't it wasn't terrible like i i could see all the problems with it it's way too dark you don't know what the hell's going on half the time you you don't know what these mon i like i watched the whole movie and i still don't know what these monsters look like i don't know if it was too dark or what but uh there was like an odd sex scene between <laughs> between Kristen slater and tara reed it just came out of nowhere and then it ended and it's like they didn't even know each other it had and, like good porn music too yeah, there's some quality porn music. It was yeah. like 80s, this is happening kind of music. Yeah. and That's a plus, though. I mean, I feel like it adds to it. There's like, I, I could, here's what I was thinking, like, watching it. It's like, I could see his vision for it, but it was executed terribly. Like, if, if, it, mm-hmm. if it had, like, a good director behind it and, like, a good vision behind it, I think it would have worked really well. Um, I really don't think it was casted that bad because you got the uh, the guy from the gate. What was his name? Stephen Dorff. Yeah, Stephen Dorff's in it as well, and it's you know got Stephen Dorff, Tara Reid, and Christian Slater, which doesn't sound like the best lineup ever, but it works for like this movie. Um, I don't know. I it's it's not the worst I've ever seen. I still think House of the Dead's worse. Shane, have you seen this one? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> hey, is it better or worse than House of the Dead? Um, do I really have to comment on that? Yes. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm making you. Uh, I'd say they were on a par for being the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> well, that's not true. Yeah, so, okay, on. we've seen some real shitty movies. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, no, I think that'd be a joint second on the list. Because the worst movie that I ever saw was a film called Evil that Ryan sent me a few years back. <laughs> that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. That was going to be my guess. I can't believe I actually fucking watched that shit. But yeah, um, no, I'm not a fan of either movie, to be quite honest with you. Um, House of the Dead or um, Alone in the Dark, it was just, it made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, well, I think we could just safely say that it's fucking garbage. And I I hate to keep just completely shitting on UE Bowl. Um, but I will. I'm sorry, dude. These movies are, they're terrible. They're fucking terrible. Uh, let's just move on to Resident Evil so we can actually have something to talk about here. Uh, But I, I, after uh, Resident Evil, I really do want to kind of get into Silent Hill a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if people are going to say that, you know, Resident Evil and Silent Hill are the best horror games to movies, then we should definitely pay attention to that. We should mention Silent Hill. Yeah. I have zero preparation for it, but I'm willing to talk about That's it. That's all right. Neither, neither do I. Um, so it's all good. All right. Um, right. Hit us with Resident Evil, Shane. What do you got? Right. Resident Evil, it's obviously it's a film from the game. Um, the film came out in 2002. has Emilio um And uh, it's got Emilio uh, and Colin Salmon and, um, oh, who else is in it? Steve Billington, James Butler, and Eric Mabius, who you've probably seen in straight to DVD classics like uh, The Crow 3, Salvation. And, uh, you know, of course. Yeah, other, other straight to DVD classics also. Um, but basically, uh, Resident Evil is set in an underground lab um, called The Hive. Um, a virus is unleashed, which then turns all the staff into zombies. Um Mutated animal labs, um, you know, or mutated. Mut- there's like uh, animals that are tested on that are then converted or turned um, into zombie dogs, which I quite like that scene actually. Um, 
and basically it's around centered around a team of SWAT operatives who have gone in to try and take control of the situation um, where they meet Alice who is she's been um, she's suffering from a bit of amnesia because she's been exposed to a nerve gas agent which has basically knocked everybody out who was in the facility um, and Basically, over time, she eventually gets her memory back of what is going on, why she's there sort of thing. Um, and basically, they enter the hive, the whole team enter the hive, in order to take out or to try and control the situation. When they get in there and they turn everything off, they find that the entire lab is overrun with zombies. So when, um, <clears throat> when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, Half the team gets wiped out, leaving Alice and the remaining few um, survivors trying to find their way out to avoid the Red Queen, who is a computer program that has been installed in the pro in the property to basically make them do as she wants. So basically, if she tells them they have to kill somebody, they have to do it in order for her to be let get out of the next room, etc., etc. So kind of in that aspect, they've kind of got little nods to the game. But um, overall, the film, for me, I think it's, it's... I enjoy this film. I do like it. It is one of those um, little uh, little guilty pleasures that I like, where everybody hates it, and I actually like this one. Um, but overall, I would give this film a 7 out of 10. You know, some of the acting in it is a bit wooden. Um, Mila Jojovic, I've always said this, she looks pretty, can't act for shit. Um, <laughs> it's directed, written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who also happens to be married to Mila Jojovic. Um, but it's, uh, I think he did, and I don't think he did a bad job with this. You know, he converted, obviously, a brilliant game into a very passable movie. Um which unfortunately led to a whole host of really shit sequels. Um, and that's just my opinion. I don't know what other people think of it. But uh, I was, for me, Resident Evil is easily the best film of the entire franchise. Um, because all the rest of it was just so far-fetched and so overhyped. And I know people who absolutely love these movies. <laughs> I often question them and say, Why? <laughs> Miles, that's you. Yeah. We're talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I know quite a few people who are like, oh, yeah, Resident Evil movies are awesome. And I'm like, no, they're not. So, like, deal with it. But um, what I like about what with this film, I mean, there are so many things um, before the final movie was made. I mean, there was the fabled George Romero script that would have been made had he gotten um, past the uh, marketing director. Um, because if he'd have done it, it would have been a completely different film altogether, and the character Jill Valentine from the games would have been the main character. Ooh. But, yeah. So <laughs> it's um, it was just... Uh, there's so many references to the games in this film. It's like the scene when they're in the laser hallway and all the people get cut up and stuff. And when they go back, the bodies have vanished, and it's like it's a direct reference to the game. So it's like when the bodies vanish, it's like if you leave the room and re-enter the area, and everything is gone. So um, 
there's that those little in, interesting little things were in there as well um plus like all the codes and stuff you know code codes to enter rooms and shit um that's all nice little um <laughs> nice little uh nods to the game as well and what i find really funny about it is that um this was supposed to be a post Buffy the Vampire Slayer vehicle for Sarah Michelle Geller. And uh, she turned it down, which is good. Well, I don't know. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, I don't know. I think it probably she could have probably been better than Mila Jovic. Um But uh, it's um, it was hit because, I mean, David Boreanaz, who played Angel in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was meant to be playing um, Matt Addison, the, go- the character Matt, who eventually gets mutated and turned into the Nemesis um, in the second film. But uh, I think with this movie, it's there's so many things in there that could be good, but or they could have been better, if you see what I mean. But there are some... Um, there are some quality scenes in it. I mean, the nice little George Romero reference to like the the elevator opening up and all the zombies piling out and grabbing like um, one of the characters and like just hearing them munch and like chew and rip apart. I thought that was pretty cool. And then you had uh, Michelle Rodriguez, which, um, well, it's Michelle Rodriguez, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it sort of it sort of made her. Yeah. I think this movie. So Val, I want to go to you first on uh, on the Resident Evil film, the first Resident Evil film, anyway. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts right off the bat? Well, I liked I liked it in a way. I I actually preferred the second one because it kind of reminded me more of the games. I thought I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you on that one. But I noticed in the movie because I watched it with Mike. I told him, I'm like, everything, I'll try and, like, think of something from, like, the games. And so everything that Mike would see, he'd be like, was that in the game and this? I know it. (laughs) Now I'm going to be a a huge nerd. Here we go, folks. Brace yourself. Mike brought up the train that they go on that leads to the uh, hive. Yeah. That's part two. No, No, that's not. That was the first one. No, 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 but I mean that there wasn't a train in Resident Evil 1, the game. Like, there was a train in Resident Evil 2, the oh, game. She's talking about the movie. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay, so the front of it says Alexi 5000. What I thought was interesting is, which I will now talk about the second game, or the second movie, the guy in the wheelchair and his daughter, they're Ashfords. Ashfords play a huge role in the Resident Evil games. Because Edward Ashford actually was one of the co-founders of Umbrella. Uh, In Code Veronica on PS2 and Dreamcast and stuff, his grandkids are around. Alex and Alexa. What? Alex and Alexa. (laughs) Yes. Alexa, uh, Alexia is the daughter, or the granddaughter of Edward Ashford. So I was like, oh, maybe Alexi would be Alexia. Because she's also like a huge researcher. She was doing stuff for the uh, the Veronica virus, which she injected herself and her father with. So I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that the husband being named Spence was neat because Oswald Spencer is the owner of the mansion in the first game. 
And uh, he was also a co-founder for Umbrella, so I thought that was kind of cool. And then I thought it was kind of neat that, like, Spence was, like, the Wesker of the movie because he was a bad guy, but he was posing as somebody that everybody could trust, that everybody, like, you know, could, you know, everybody could go with and whatever and, like, try, like you know, it's just insane. I thought it was kind of neat that they all put that together. But I also thought it was cool that they had the Ashfords in the second movie, that they had Nemesis, because in the the games, uh, they had, like, an organism, like a parasite that they put in the Nemesis, because he was a small version of a tyrant that uh, they made more powerful because the organism took control of the tyrant's nervous, or the, yeah, the nervous system, so it had its own brain, enabling it to follow precise instructions and make decisions without needing to be constantly directed, which I thought was cool that they kind of put that in, like, the thing. I mean, I wish they would have let him free mode more, which, I mean, they did towards the end, but, I mean, I thought that was all pretty neat. The T, and T-Virus actually stands for Tyrant. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that was the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So, Mike, you, I, did you watch Resident Evil recently? Yeah, Val and I actually watched uh, Resident Evil 1 and 2 together. We didn't get a chance to do the other ones, but um, I, I really like the first one a lot. I used, I have this on DVD. I watched when it first came out, and I used, I watch it every once in a while, and I really like it, but it's it's dated terribly. Uh, yeah. The CGI is fucking awful. Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> is terrible in it. She is plays the same character in every fucking movie. So after seeing her in all these movies since then, and seeing her again in this, it's just like go away. Um, I think this is the start. Of, this was the start of Michelle Rodriguez, and now you've gotten the same fucking character every time after. Yeah, this. and it's like she she was just so bitchy the whole time, and she has those stupid strands of hair down her face. I just want to smack off her head. And <laughs> It's like she's always like look. She's always her head's always tilted down, and she's always like looking up, and she looks like annoyed, and it's oh, it's so fucking aggravating. But um, I'm I'm a, such a Resident Evil noob, so I I really only have the movies to go off of. I've watched Val play, you know, Resident Evil games, and just hearing her talk about it is like super interesting to me. And seeing all these like little like seeing all these like little, <laughs> are you okay over there, Shane? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, seeing all like these like little things like um all these like little gaming things from the first movie is neat, but seeing all the gaming stuff they put in the second movie second movie is even like cooler to me. Like Val loves mm. Jill Valentine and they threw her in uh, how do you think she was portrayed in the movie of Val? I mean I thought she was portrayed well. I thought it was cool that because they have Nemesis she was in the Resident Evil Three outfit and stuff. I mean, I always prefer the Resident Evil 1 outfit because those shoulder pads are always ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought she did a pretty good job being Jill. Yeah, and I read up that she was, like, studying the Resident Evil games to get Jill's mannerisms down, like, perfectly. Oh, what? Yeah. Jill's mannerisms. Like, what she's, what she's claimed to be the master of unlocking. Yeah, yes. Jill, Sa- Jill Sandwich. <laughs> When Val first showed me that, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. Um, who, Val, who did you ask was in that? What was his name in the beginning of the first Resident Evil? Oh, God. Who was it? It was the guy who said Jill Sandwich. Oh, it's Barry Burton. 
Yeah, you're like, is Barry in this in this movie? Oh, Barry. <laughs> helicopter pilot Barry. No, he wasn't the helicopter pilot. No. He was. Wait, wait, wait. Which one was which one was the one in Resident Evil 2 the game where if you leave the police station and go under the uh the stairs, you see him dead? Oh, that's not Barry. Oh, that's who I was thinking. I didn't thinking play of. too much of 2. I watched people play it. But uh yeah, I don't know who that is. No. But I know that Brad oh. Brad's the guy that dies in Nemesis. He's the guy when you first meet Nemesis and he's in that stupid yellow vest. In the game. Yeah, and he's also the guy okay. that leaves you in the in the first one when they're all in the forest and they're like, "Hey," and he just leaves and they're like, "No, don't go." And helicopter's <laughs> like, "Bye." <laughs> all right, so I'm going to I'm going to dive into a little bit of Val's nerdiness here because I don't remember a lot of this stuff. It happened so long ago that I played these games. So like um the the original Resident Evil, right, was a PS1 game. Yes. Yeah. And then uh Resident Evil 2 came out and there was like a long just there's a big backstory about how Resident Evil 2 was supposed to be an entirely different game and they scrapped it like halfway yeah, through and Resident started Evil over. Resident Evil 1.5. Right. Right, that was that's yeah. what the the fans have titled what was going to be, but if the girl in the red outfit, Claire. I can't remember what her name was, Claire. Oh, there you go. See, this is why I I'll just I'll this just put these ideas out there, and I'm just going to let Val <laughs> clarify all of them. Um, so anyway, I was a huge fan of Resident Evil Two. Like that was my shit back in the day. I used to play that all the fucking time. Love that game. Loved. I was more of a Leon fan than I was a Chris fan. I was, you know, I was like a Leon and a Claire than I was a um a Jill and a, a Chris. You know what I mean? See, now I played Code Veronica because I played the first one when I was a kid, and then I got Code Veronica. So I can't stand Claire. I think she's obnoxious. I think she's annoying. She was not great in that no. game, I'll be honest. So everything that has to do with Claire, I'm just like, oh, like, I just, I don't want to hear you talk. I don't like your tood. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, listen, but you got Leon in part four, which I will stand by as the best Resident Evil game. I don't care what you say. I do like four. I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. But I think the first one, the very first one, is probably my favorite. Though the now, I mean, bad. you say that, but are you really playing the PS1 version, or are you playing, like, the GameCube or the other, uh... No, the GameCube... Resuscitated version. That's... No, the original, original. Out of PS1. I love the horrible voice acting. I love the, um... I don't remember what they're called, but, like, the backgrounds? I love it. The static yeah. backgrounds. I think those are... Yeah, they're, they're... They're 2D painted backgrounds, essentially. They're not, like... They're just like pictures or photos, and there's a 3D model moving around them. I just, I love it. I loved it as a kid. I thought it was so pretty until there were zombies around, and I was like, <laughs> can they not? Because I was like six when I played the original Resident Evil, yeah. and it terrified me. So I'm with you on the uh, Resident Evil Part 2, the movie. What, what's Part 2 called? What's Apocalypse. It, the subtitle of it? Apocalypse. That's another thing about this franchise. Can I get that out of the way? I fucking hate all the goddamn subtitles, just for the love of God, call it one through six or however many there are, because I don't know. I don't know how many movies there are. Yeah. I stopped watching them. I don't know the number. Of I, I'd like to do a, a like a longer podcast on the Resident Evil movies because I really want to see like what they brought in from the games. Because like even at the end of Apocalypse, like 
they knew they were setting this up for a long fucking franchise. Like you got uh, Jorah from Game of Thrones who just comes in at the very like last five, ten minutes of uh, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. And it's like now all of a sudden Alice has got psychic abilities and it's just like, oh, man, yeah, they got a whole it. fucking laundry list of things that they're going to do for like another ten movies. That's when I stopped watching the movies, yeah. literally after that. I, I've seen a couple of them in theaters since, because I used to hang out with a guy who was a big fan of them, and I just I didn't want anything to do with it. Actually, when I w- watched Apocalypse for this podcast, it was only the second time I've seen it. Um, but I, I prefer, I now prefer Apocalypse over the first one. Val, how do you feel about uh, the Mila Jolovich sort of superpower? Oh, I hate it. Thing they I talked. I was uh, texting Mike, and I was like. Why does she have, like, <laughs> why is she psychic all of a sudden? Like, I just think it's so goofy. Because I can't rack my brain to think of anybody that was psychic in the games. Even Wesker wasn't psychic. He just was, like, superhuman. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just kind of, it doesn't feel like a Resident Evil if somebody's psychic. Yeah, even in yeah, the fifth it, Resident Evil, Wesker just kind of floats around. He has like super speed and shit, but he doesn't like move shit with his mind. He can like he I guess in the fifth one when you're shooting missiles at him, he could like stop him with his like hand, but he's not like he's not like overly psychic. No. Yeah. Now now Shane, I'm gonna imagine that you probably didn't play much of the later Resident Evils as <laughs> I haven't either. I think I stopped playing the Resident Evil games after number four okay um but i don't remember much of that i remember more of the first three games and there was another game that i played um resident evil survivor on the ps1 yeah oh sure yeah because <clears throat> i remember playing that i mastered that game like a motherfucker um i lost count of how many times i played that because you got so many different endings for it as well it was kind of similar to the other games but um yeah, when it came down to the games, I think I was more for Resident Evil 2. Yeah. It was kind of like I played that so much, I knew it like the back of my own hand. Um, but, I mean, obviously, this is a long while ago since I've played them. I think it must be six or seven years since I've played any of them. So I don't really remember much um, of the games themselves. But when it comes down to the movies, I, I think... Um, the last, well, the only one I really enjoyed was um, the first one. It's some. So you didn't like the second one at all, Shane? No, because I went and saw. I saw that in theaters. Um, <clears throat> there was a group of us who went, and I hated the nemesis. Um, I thought a lot of the a lot of the scenes in the film, Alice coming through the church window on the motorbike, firing the gun, firing the guns, taking out the liquors. I was just sat there. I was like, oh my god, this is so cringeworthy. <laughs> I was just like, when you when you say that, and I'm I'm thinking it in my head. I'm like, oh god, that is pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. And then, like, obviously, Nemesis walking around. The only thing he says is stars. Well, that's what take, he did in the game. Yeah, but that he wipes out the entire fucking battalion of like the fucking um, stars team. You know, he just wipes them all out, and it's like, oh well, they could have um, they could have made that last a bit longer, you know, him picking them off one by one, sort of like throughout the film, not just in one scene where he just takes all of them out. He meant business. Yes, yeah, it was still shit though. Um, (laughs) 
And then that irritating little black dude, what was it, LJ or whatever his name was, he just... Oh, the, yeah. this is going to be GTA guy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. he just irritated the fuck out of me. And I was so glad when he got killed off in Extinction. Um, oh, spoiler! Yeah, thanks, Shane. That's all right. Seen that one. Well, you're not, you're not missing much. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I, I just think... Um, I just think a lot of the... A lot of the movies, they kind of touched on subject matter from the games, but they didn't do the most spectacular job of it. It was just like just touching on certain characters and certain little scenes. I mean, the, I mean, there's the the fight scene towards the end, or where Alice is like running through that building as the helicopter is trying to take her out, and there's that one scene where she drops her gun, she falls to the floor. And then she okay. gets up, yeah, takes all those. Sorry? I'm interjecting. Because in Code Veronica, in the beginning of the game, <laughs> does the same thing. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, they took that scene directly from that game. Well, you can't complain about it when it had happened in I, the game. Well, the reason why I'm complaining about it is because I think that could have been a scene that should have been done in a later movie, not in Resident Evil Apocalypse. If you see what I mean. I guess it could have been, you know, earlier in the movie too, and not at the ass end, because that was yeah. literally the beginning of the game, and that's how she gets captured and put in that facility she's in. Yeah, yeah. But when I was watching it, I immediately was like, "Oh shit!" There's some Claire Redfield stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll delete this. Sorry, guys. Sorry. All, right. <laughs> All right. So what? Overall, on the Resident Evil, we'll just sort of stick with the first and second movie because I don't think we have uh, the ability or effort to go into the rest no. of them. Um, overall thoughts: game versus movie. Uh, does the movie stand up to the games? <clears throat> first movie, kind of. Yeah, I agree. I'd say kind of, and the second movie a little bit, like a little bit more at least, but. I think the second movie may be a worse movie, but it's better in terms of, like, being with the games, if that makes any sense. Like, if you're a fan of the games, I feel like you'll like the second one better. But if uh, if you just, like, went to watch a movie, it would be terrible. Well, like, here's... I was telling Val before she watched it, I'm like, it's not a, necessarily a great movie, but it's, like, a, a really bad, fun movie. And the fact that they used all practical effects for Nemesis, I give that way more props. Because yeah. they could have CGI'd yeah. the shit out of it like they did with the liquors. And they didn't. And I wouldn't even be able to talk about the other movies, because I've only seen one of the other movies and i think oh. it was like the last one we're gonna watch them i don't it'll happen it'll happen eventually yep. i don't know about all that <laughs> <laughs> i was only i was duped to watch the last one that i watched because it was the one with the guy with the huge axe and in code veronica the guy that you meet in the game steve burnside who was actually supposed to be leon and leon was supposed to die but because nobody major has died, they made this guy look like Leon, but with different hair, like a hair color. And then they killed him off because they made him into a monster with a big giant axe. So I was like losing my mind that Steve was going to be in this movie. It wasn't even him. I was so upset. I was like, never again. I'm not even interested. In <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> okay. Who wants to talk about Silent Hill? 
the movie. You want to, Val? Because I don't remember it. I mean, I could. Go on then, Val. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, Val, hit us up. What do we got? Okay, so the movie for Silent Hill. It. I don't remember names, so I'm sorry. I only remember the game names. Sean Bean. Well, I know Sean Bean, but what's the chief's name? Rada Mitchell. I don't know. <laughs> Rada Mitchell, and you also had Laurie Holden in it as well. Laurie Holden. Laurie Holden was. All right, um, Val. Uh... He was in um, Walking Dead. I don't watch that. Um, not that I know who it is, because I don't know. But if you're going to be the Silent Hill expert, you're not helping us. I know out. I'm being terrible. I'm sorry. So, all right. Well, just give us. What, what do you think? You don't have to go over the cast. Or okay. Well, basically, a, a woman is bringing her kid to Silent Hill for a vacation. I think, unless that's the game. I, I know they're going to Silent Hill to get into a car accident. She wakes up and the daughter is gone. So she's looking for the daughter, and on the way, she finds a. Uh, police officer named Sybil. I know they kept that. And uh, together they're trying to find the daughter and the town decides to take a change and it turns evil because I don't really know why. I forget why it does that. But the place is evil. But um, in the games instead of being a woman you're a man and his name is Harry Mason and your daughter is Cheryl and the same thing happens you meet the same people because I know um, the girl is like a reincarnate of a girl that lived in the town and her name I do not remember. I remember her mom's name though. But her mom was, they thought that her and her daughter were, or they thought the daughter was a witch. So they ended up burning the daughter alive. And she ended up living and, uh, Basically cursing this place. So, I mean, everything basically in the first game was very well portrayed in the game, except Pyramid Head is not in the first game. Pyramid Head does not make his appearance until the second game. So I thought that was kind of cool because, I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with, definitely. And it's interesting that they put him in because, I mean, there wasn't really anything, any major enemies in the original except for dogs and flying birds and then the weird human-esque things walking around the nurses and mannequins but i thought that the the makeup and stuff was really good the practical effects were amazing in the movie i mean it's a little dated now all the cgi but i mean i think it still looks awesome and you can't lose when Pyramid Head rips that lady's skin off and whips it at the church door, because that was fantastic. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was. I cool. wish they would have kept the the reveal Pyramid Head like it was in the second game. What do you I mean? mean like, like, oh, when you first see Pyramid yeah, Head, and he's red. Yeah, behind that grating, that was yeah, awesome. It's fucking so cool. I don't know anything about Silent Hill, but I used to watch my dad play the games back in the day, and. Uh, when Val showed me that again, I was like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, but um, I was a gigantic fan of the first Silent Hill game. I, I played that through, like, I don't know, a dozen times or so. Like, that that and Resident Evil 2 were, like, my favorite PS1 games. Like, just absolutely crushed them over and over again. Um, two, I played one time, 
And I, I mean, it's great, but at the same time, I never really had a PS2, so I only got to play it when, like, I was on uh, a winter break from college or something, because uh, my brother had the PS2, so I would, you know, skip over and try to play as much as I can. So I feel like I always rushed through those games. I never really got a chance to, like, enjoy them. I was always just trying to, you know, absolutely crush them in the couple weeks I had. Sort of like Val's uh, 52... <laughs> weeks of games or whatever yeah. like you don't have a you don't have a chance to just sort of sit back and enjoy the what's going on you're just like no i gotta keep moving through yeah. um the movie itself um i always i thought it was fine and it i had really nothing super negative to say other than the cgi like val mentioned i absolutely hated that like towards the end when they had that like you know camera floating in the air and just all the cgi shits flying everywhere uh, that stuff never really stuck with me, and I just did not care for it. I like that they stuck with the themes of the game and the sort of ever-evolving town, which is what happens from game to game. I like that part. Um, well, the only reason that it evolves is because everybody's, like, cognition and stuff, it's, like, all in their head, so everybody's, everybody sees it differently. Yeah. They kind of crossed over that in uh, Silent Hill 2, because the main character is, like, you know, did you have, did you see like what that was or did you see anything weird? And the guy will be like, I just see people laughing at me. And like the other girl sees like her brother and her father because they like raped her or something. So she sees them everywhere. So it's like kind of cool that it does that. Sorry. You can keep going. Rape, rape is not cool. Now, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, uh, I, I agree that the sort of that you never know what you're expecting in a Silent Hill game is is an awesome aspect of it, um, and they they played with that in the movie a little bit. Uh, has anyone seen the sequel to this? Yes, yeah, it's awful. I did a long time ago. Yeah, I thought it was awful. I know Jon Snow's in it. Yeah, that's all I know. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like the one of the main people. My dad said he still doesn't smile in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he knows nothing. <laughs> I don't remember liking it. I've only watched it once, though. Yeah, I don't remember. Never saw it. Never. But the first saw time it. I saw the Silent Hill movie, I didn't care for it. And then I rewatched it with Val, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. It's not that bad, yeah. right? It's like... I don't know. I, I'm more of along the lines of, like, it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't make me think it's great, and it I don't hate it. There's so many other worse video game movies that... But the problem is... It sort of gets a pass. With this whole thing we're talking about, like, you know, uh, horror movies based on video games, it's like, there's not... There's, like, two really good ones, and that's the Resident Evil and Silent Hill. It's like, other than that, it's like, it's barren. There's so much... What about what? Did you ever even think about how Angelina (laughs) Jolie feels? No, I swear! (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's just like, I'm talking about like horror, uh, you know, games to horror movies. It's like, there's, there's totally like, there's so much potential. Like, imagine if they actually made a fatal frame movie and like stuck with it. Like with the story. They kind of did with like Shudder, the same premise. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, man, there's so much untapped potential when it comes to horror games. Because I truly think (laughs) that horror games are way better than movies a lot of times. They're so much spookier and that the writing is a lot better on them. 
And then they make them into movies and they just shit all over them. Is that why you don't play them? Because they're better? Yeah. Oh, like imagine if they made Alien Isolation into a movie. That would have been fantastic. Uh, would have been far superior kinda, than um, I, Alien Covenant, let's face it. Yeah. I kind of disagree with that sentiment, Mike, only because um, the whole point of Alien Isolation is that you are the character and you literally have to sit still for five well, minutes. I'm not talking There's about. No way. I'm not talking about literally taking the script from the game and putting it in the movie. <laughs> well, but that's but that's Wait, what builds the, the tension for that. twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I'm, that, I'm talking about like if like Ripley's daughter was like roaming around a ship and she comes in contact. Yeah, with, but like, what I, what I mean is that tension built in the game is why it's so good, and that's why you you can't do that in a movie. You can't be like stay still for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna watch that fucking movie. Yeah. But um. Yeah, no, there's there's not really a lot of good ones, and I don't know. I know it it sounded like to me everybody was super positive on the Silent Hill one. Maybe I got to revisit it, but it, it didn't blow me away when I first saw it. So, and I've only seen it the one time, I think. See, I I have Silent Hill on DVD, and I do watch it every now and again. I might have to pick it out for tomorrow. I think might, um watch that again. But I really like that film. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. And what I like about it is that all the music in the film is all from the games. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was really awesome that they did that, all those cues from the games, which obviously it pleased, it pleased the fans a lot. The music in all of those games, they're always amazing. You can buy soundtracks for them, though, can't you, I think? Yeah, she's uh, Vale's got the, yeah. that rare Mondo one. Right. Oh, Zion Hill Mondo. That is a vinyl. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome looking. It's no vinyl player, so I can't even listen to it. <laughs> vinyl player. They're called record players. Okay, well, are you going to me like Mike does too? <laughs> yeah, she's got a frame though, so I, I think it looks better in the frame. than I think it looks better in the frame when it's completely packaged than it would be. Above my Cause, Yeah, because you could listen to it on YouTube if you really wanted to. That's not something you need a vinyl yeah, right. for. Yeah. So. Which we did. <laughs> yeah. Like See, I do with my Sunset Riders vinyl. <laughs> I just listen to that on YouTube. I don't play that shit. See, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to look <laughs> up the soundtracks that I've bought from Waxwork to to on YouTube. I think yeah. I don't want to play it. That's what I do. I mean, I don't really yeah. play it in my records because I have no offense to Val, but I got like Val got me like a forty or fifty dollar record player, and it's right. and while I love the thing, and while she really got me into vinyl collecting and stuff, I don't play a lot of them because it's a cheaper player and the needle on it's probably not the best. I really don't want to fuck up my vinyl. I actually do. I think I was re I was reading something the other day. A lot of the old vinyl players aren't good for new vinyl. No, not at all. Um, because it would damage it more than anything else. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a record player that I've had for about 15 years. So I'm thinking I may have to buy a new vinyl player just so I can cater to the 180 grand vinyls that I've got. Yeah. So, like, so that's why I, I listen to all my music on Spotify. And then if I can't find it on Spotify, I just, I YouTube it. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm actually I'm gonna put a call out for you guys. Right, if any of you any of you come across a vinyl copy of the Nightbreed soundtrack, let me know. The songs work in Cincinnati. Why didn't you tell me about that before? Was that sorry? I think I saw it when I was in Cincinnati. Really? Yeah, they had a bunch of uh, waxwork Amando vinyls. Vinyl. Take it because. <laughs> 
Waxwork, they've sold out of their they've sold out of their Nightbreed, and it doesn't look like they're going to repress really it. And I had it on vinyl years ago. I had the original soundtrack on vinyl many years ago. I think I paid four ninety nine for it because the record shop I was going into, they were closing down and they were getting rid of everything. And I picked it up for four ninety nine, and I was so pleased with it. And then um, when I moved, it got stolen. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of my vinyl, some of my CDs, a lot of my VHS, they all got stolen. Um, my brother was one of the main culprits for it because he was selling stuff off. He was stealing stuff and selling it off to pay for his girlfriend's lifestyle. So, um, yeah, that's uh, one, of the one of the many reasons I don't talk to my brother. Are there any more Silent Hill soundtracks? Like, have they released them? I don't think so. I mean, I I'm sure, like, collector's editions, they probably had stuff. Yeah. I didn't know if they, like, released In them J on, like, CD or anything. In Japan, it was, they, they used to release, like, every video game soundtrack on CD. I remember there used to be a, um, like, way, way back in the day, in, like, uh, 97, 98, there was, like, a, a Japanese store in the in the mall um, in Waterbury, yeah. and um, it would have, like, every soundtrack to every game that fucking came out. Like, every game. It was so weird. That's awesome. Uh, is, I... Yeah, I was like, these fucking Japs are nerds. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> these Japs um, are nerds. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not interested. Right. Amazon UK, um, Silent Hill soundtrack, Currently unavailable, but they had copies going for seventy-four pounds and twelve pence. Yeah, there you go, Val. Sell it off. And Discogs, it's uh, let's see, Silent Hill Mondo, do, 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 do. original soundtrack. Oh, this one. This is the Mondo. It's currently going for yes, yeah, seventy-five bucks. Eight for mm -hmm. sale right now. The lowest it was sold for was forty-five dollars, and the highest it was sold for was ninety-four. Damn. So I'm I'm really glad you got your copy. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to Boston right now for forty. Oh, it's on Amazon right now for forty. Thirty-eight sixty-seven. Is that used oh. or new? Everybody buy it right now and then sell it. Is that used or new? Win-win. It's new. Oh wow! Yeah, buy that then. Well, I already have it. <laughs> well, I'm saying in general to, to the to the four people that listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> to the people that are interested in a Silent Hill soundtrack. I'm going to Boston next weekend, so I'm hoping there's some good like places over there. By himself too, because he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, it's like sniping at each other tonight, isn't it? This is kind of not bitter or anything, are we? <laughs> if you go, to, if you go to Boston, like the uh, the Natural History Museum at Yale is awesome. Oh yeah, but yeah, but. That's a different kind of. That's a different kind of nerd. It's a non-horror soundtrack related. Yeah, but if you, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not interested, but. fucking nerds. <laughs> I think we've got it covered, everybody. Um, I would ask for thoughts, but I really don't want to hear any more. No, I mean, we've been, we've, <laughs> we've been rambling on for about two and a half hours anyway. So yeah, yeah it's uh, we've crossed a two-hour and thirty-two-minute. Yeah, it's now, seven so. minutes past one a.m. for me. So we'll finish her off right now. Um, first of all, I want to thank Val for coming back because she is the uh, the heart of any video game discussion here, and she is here to correct all of us on our 
inconsistencies <laughs> and um, to make sure that we're all on the level. Our, so I want to thank Val for coming. No problem. Yes. <laughs> Glad to help. Also, also, I want to thank you, Val, for not ripping any heinous farts to overshadow us because I know you've got the talent in you. Why? Who said that? Was it Mike? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't let any farts off. I'm impressed. I'm a little scared, Shane. Don't go to bed without letting oh, me off. Oh, fuck no. Like I'm going to have a good shit when I go to bed, before I go to bed, so I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, Jesus He's Christ. He's going to, like, turn into Wario and just... <laughs> He's going to, like, throw... Go through his ceiling or something. <laughs> wah, 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 um, So, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening, and um, if you've got any thoughts on video game horror movies or horror video game movies or whatever the fuck we talked about today, let us know. Uh, you can catch us on our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Uh, we're also on the UpcomingHorrorMovies.com message board as well as the UHM fans group. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at Ryan Tutelo, as well as Facebook and on Instagram at All You Need Is Blood Pod. And um, Shane, where can everyone find uh, you? Yeah, you can find me on the Facebook groups, All You Need Is Blood, the UHM groups. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dead Cell Society. You can also find me on Instagram as Dead Cell Society 74. That's about it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Val? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Valbuasaurus. That's about it. That's about it. I'm on. Uh, I'm on uh, UHM forum. I'm on the Facebook group. I'm on the All You Need Is Blood group. I have an IMDb link of all my movies I've been watching. So yeah, that's that's it for me. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us, and uh, we'll be sure to see everyone next time. And I'll just say bye for now. Ladies, bye. bye. Oh, God. Yeah, that's like a long one. Good, Good luck with that. Good luck with editing that one. There's a lot of edits in that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I <laughs> that last piss break, I was like, I'm going to pee myself. I am actually going to pee myself if these guys don't stop talking. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> that would have been a first. <laughs>